Yo, what it do, ladies and gentlemen? I want to welcome y'all, Bike, to probably your favorite damn show. Y'all hopefully. know what this is already. And, and no, hopefully, this is their favorite damn show. That's what I'm talking about, confidence. Yeah, 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 confidence. It's not cocky, it's confidence. So when y'all say that we the best, it's a compliment. Shout out to Jadakiss. This is Off the Sticks. My name, as your very non-humble host's killer, also got my boys with me. Y'all go ahead and do your intro thing. It's Corey. Y'all know who it is. We were supposed to we were supposed to be on break, but I missed the fellas, so we just yeah, decided we, to do this. Yeah, we just could not like not get this through. Like I had this the is the, greatest, this is therapy for me. Yeah, bro, I had the greatest weekend of my sports life. Just about. Florida State beat Florida. Um, the Steelers won. Outside of UNC getting handled, but that was a really good game. That four overtime game was damn good. I watched that game, even though I know the end is going to end in the L. I watched that all week. That was good. That was good basketball. And also, Duke lost and got humiliated against Purdue. I am a happy Jordan. <laughs> I am happy. But let's get into it like we always do. Break down that NFL stuff, man. My dude said, I, I am a happy killer. <laughs> yeah. See, see, the reason I didn't say happy killer is that it sounds like I caught bodies if I say that. <laughs> man, get out of here. Get out of here. I'm a happy killer. Pew, pew. Like, nah, that's... <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I guess it's too much going on in the nation for me to say I'm a happy killer without us getting shut down. So I'm just not going to. Yeah, I'm just not going to say that. <laughs> just, just, just saying. Yeah, you a, ha- you a happy Jordan. Let's keep it yeah, there. Yeah, I'm just going to use my first name on that one. But getting into it, I'm not going to say I was right. But I was right. About the about, NFC East. I about to say, but let's go about. About the NFC East. And how the Cowboys are the best team in that division. And how the Eagles did not look good against the Packers. I don't give a damn what nobody say. That is not the recipe. 100%. That is not the recipe for a Super Bowl. If you are Philly, you better be fucking worried. San Francisco is red hot and that defense is hell on wheels. Dallas is red hot and that defense is hell on wheels. Right now, Philly's defense is bleeding. You're not going to win a playoff game like that. Especially if that last seed just so happens to go to a team in your division who's also red fucking hot right now. Don't want five of their last six. In the Washington, I'm going to put respect on their name, the Commanders. Because their last loss came to Dallas. And that was the only expect that was that was an expected loss. Like I expected them to lose that game. No one expected them to go on this on this crazy tear right now. Because right now, Washington is hot. The Giants are reeling. They're probably going to drop out. We talked about that last week. They're probably going to the bottom is going to fall out of that fall out of that team. It's just going to happen. So at this point. 
It's either going to be Washington or San Francisco who pulls up. Actually, I think San Francisco stands a good shot to win their division at this point. It might be Seattle who has to play um, Philly. And I don't think that's a good matchup either because Seattle playing with house money. I mean, we know how bad they we thought they were going to be. They playing with house money right now. So if I'm Philly, honestly, I'm sweating. Especially given our performances uh, as of late. Like you're needing a miracle play to beat a team that lost their quarterback. And not just the quarterback, a Hall of Fame level quarterback who's having a moderately decent season. You got an issue. And I know wins cover over a multitude of sins. But you can't even pray enough in church to cover up what I saw defensively from these boys. Now, getting to the offense. You have too many weapons to struggle passing the ball the way you do if you're Philly. Dallas is not struggling at all offensively. They're humming. San Francisco is doing what we figured they would do. They're going to score ugly touchdowns, and they're probably not going to score them more than 28 points at best. But you're not going to score on them. There's a lot of issues in Philly. The the inability to run the ball without it being Jalen Hurts toting the rock is going to hurt them long term. Period. It's going to hurt them. Because the teams that can tee off on your quarterback, i.e. the Dallas Cowboys, who I believe lead the league in sacks, if I'm not mistaken, and also interceptions, and are now recommitting to stopping the run, and that's the one thing your offense struggles to do, you have problems, Philadelphia. Like, bump Houston, we got a problem. Philly, we got a problem. That game shouldn't have been as close as it was. I don't think that... I think this is a one-and-done team in the playoffs, even if they win the division. Which, might as soon as that happens, 20 is yours. But they're one-and-done. This is not a Super Bowl caliber team. I'm sorry. That that would be $40 that you owe me. It would be 40 Okay, whatever, whatever would, the price was. It would be 40 Whatever the price was. Don't, yes, right, because I sounds good to the, on the Rams track and you yeah. spent forty on yeah. This will be the second. This will be the second twenty dollar bet that you lost. Refresh my memory. What was the first one? The first one was about was it Tampa? I can't remember. Just call it twenty. I can't remember the first one. Let's just call it twenty. I can't remember okay. the first one. But I know you lost two twenty dollar bets, though. I do know that. But we just gonna scrap that first one because if I can't remember it, it ain't valid. Okay. Next time we'll just write them shits down. Just put them in. Yeah. The, next time we do it, we'll just put them in the admin's chat. Yeah. And you ain't actually got it. You ain't actually got to give it to me. Just you know, hold it for me. We probably put it. We probably put it back into the pod. You know, reinvest. You know what? That that sounds like some dope shit right there. You know what? You yeah, yeah. You actually get. That's exactly what I'm gonna do with it. Then I'm just yeah. gonna shoot it in for that. We already know. Exactly. We, we talked about that off off pod, but yeah. Exactly. But what are you? What are you guys' um take on this? 
talking about the whole NFC East, or we just talking about the Eagles? What we, I mean, it, it could definitely be the entire NFC. I did touch on everybody, but the Eagles were just like what I saw this weekend was blaring. Uh, like I watched it as a coach, and I was concerned. Corey, I'm gonna let you go at it first, man. So just to put like a just talk about the whole division for a second. Like this division, like nobody expected. I mean, nobody expected this division to be what it is now. Like, there's, what, five games left in the season? Five, six, something like that. And I think right now every team in the NFC East would make the playoffs or be, like, just about, like, which is just crazy. Um, I, I said it a couple weeks ago, man, something about Taylor Heineke, man, that, that team, they just – for whatever reason, that team plays better with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. Um, Washington, they 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 really getting their stuff together. Um, the Giants, would it? I don't know if it would be a fall from grace, but man, you talk about starting out. Well, at first they were what six and one seven and one now they're they're seven and three or they're seven and four now and to think the giants could start off that hot even though i know we talked about how no we don't think the giants are real like if everybody in the division we don't think the giants are are are, are real but still like you you go into the season or you you come through the season that by week 10 you seven and three and now we're talking potentially that you might have a fall from grace. That's man, that's disappointing. I, I can't say it's too well. I guess it's kind of unexpected, but damn, still disappointing. You start off a season that well and could potentially miss the miss the playoffs. I know they got injuries and stuff going on, but still. Um, but yeah, this this division, the NFC East is tough. At least for for one year, we can call it the NFC Beast again. You know that this 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 division is no joke. We getting everybody problems, but killer. Back to your um, the main point about Philly. I agree. Um, you struggle under those circumstances defensively. Now I know defensively, like they they they've had to substitute. They had some some Dean Lyman out and whatnot, but still, man, like. Coming into the season and early into the season, regarding Philly defense, the one thing I always heard consistently is you do not want to throw against that secondary. You do not want to go against uh, throw against Darius Slay and then what's the old boy on the other side? I forgot his name. Um, just like two, two like number one corners is what a lot of people were saying. And now you you give up thirty three points to a team. Although Aaron Rodgers played a lot of that game, but Jordan Love had a a 56-yard uh, toss that went for a touchdown to Christian Watson. Like, Philly is not – although we all we all said this earlier, they're not the juggernaut of the NFC that everybody was saying and how they're the Super Bowl favorites. Like, we, we kind of knew that that's not what they were. But still, it's like – and Killer, you said it. Like, winning cures all. Like you, you can you can play the ugliest game or the worst game, but if you win, people people will just you know wipe their hands of it. It really feels like this Eagles team is the team that could win the division and be one and one and done in the postseason. Because there's a lot of teams. If I'm the Eagles, I would not want to see in the first or in the in the divisional. You know, I I wouldn't want to see San Francisco. I I wouldn't want to see Dallas. I, I kill it to your point. I don't know if they'd make it this far, but I wouldn't want to see Seattle if I'm Philly. 
like there's a lot of teams in the NFC that it it wouldn't surprise me one bit if the Eagles lost in the first Wait, round. Wait, come again? You said if you're the Eagles, you wouldn't want the Seahawks? Yeah. What? I actually I, like I need, the I, I, need the, I need the logic. I need the logic. I think Pete Carroll will scheme that team to to play to Jalen Hurts' weaknesses. I think Pete Carroll will force Jalen Hurts to throw the football. And I think the that Seattle Seahawks team, they are balanced enough, and Geno Smith will do just enough to keep the game competitive and tight. And I could see Seattle running on Philly and potentially squeaking out a win. Like I, I could I could I could really see that happening. It's not gonna be flashy, it's not gonna be you know, a high-flying affair, but I could see Seattle, like, giving Philly some problems. I really could see that. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, for me, I guess... Um, first of all, I just want to say that I told y'all the Giants ain't played nobody. And mm-hmm. I told y'all every time the Giants play somebody worth talking about, they they lose. The only exception was the Tennessee Titans, and that was in week one. And like I said before, week one is always the March madness of the NFL. You mm-hmm. it, it, Wild shit be happening um, for week one. So, again, um, is it is it clear? Is it clear? Do do all three? Can all three of us agree right now that the Giants, uh, that the Giants look like playoff frauds? Yeah, I think that's easy to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, because for a long time the Giants was getting a whole lot of a whole lot of credit for winning meaningless games against bottom feeder opponents, and yeah. Um, I think still, Steelers have more quality wins than the Giants do. They, they still now now the Giants I, the Giants do have a quality head coach. I really believe that. I think the Dable. Giants got a yeah yeah Brian Dable yeah. Um, I think I think he I don't know he to me he gives off a um, he gives off a Rex Ryan with the New York Jets kind of feel. Um, like the intensity, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. The, the intensity and kind of like like digging into his players like like he don't take no mess like he hold his players accountable so the Giants really got a they got a solid head coach um but think he can be as good as Coughlin there because Coughlin really turned the, that franchise around I mean that the, Coughlin got two Super Bowls I don't know if they will get in that I mean I'm not saying that um you know they're Super Bowl caliber team. I mean, hell, they were in a Super Bowl caliber team when they were going to the damn Super Bowl. But um, as long as Daniel Jones, their quarterback, I don't think they're making a deep playoff run. If that if that answers your question, now, if they have a different quarterback and Brian Dable is the coach, um, if they have a different a different quarterback that that uh just has like a that like that it factor that we talk about, mm-hmm. um, could be a different story. As of right now, I don't really I don't really see. The Giants making a deep playoff run. Um, I think that with Heineke in the lineup, I think the Giants have become the worst team in the division, which says a lot because the Giants aren't a bad team. They're just not this elite team that everybody was saying that they were, you know, earlier this year. Um, 
So yeah, like Corey said, you know, this division is the is the NFC beast this year. So um, credit to all four. Um, I still stand by what I said. I do not believe all four NFC East teams are going to the playoffs. Um, but to your to your point, Killer, you did say that all four teams had a shot, which is real legitimate. So, which is why I I had to give you that apology last week. Um, and we're gonna get to the apologies in a minute because Killer, you owe me one. Um, and you'll okay. see you'll yeah you we'll talk about that in yeah. a minute. Um, all right, so Philly, uh, Philly, oh man, um, here's the thing, Philly beat Green Bay, and I understand the second half Rodgers didn't play, the frustrating thing is that of the whole division, the Cowboys are the only team that didn't beat Green Bay this year. Um, I do believe the Cowboys as a team is better. I still think Philly going to win the division. They're two games up. They have the um, the head-to-head, at least right now, over, over the Cowboys. Um, I don't think – I don't think that – Philly, see, see, Philly is problematic. Philly is problematic because they're not the best team, but they they are essentially a carbon copy of the San Francisco 49ers, which makes them dangerous. Mm-hmm. They got a the, the 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 only difference is the 49ers might be a tad more dangerous because Jimmy G has proven that. No matter how bad he plays, he can find a way to win, to steal a game. Um, Hertz hasn't hasn't shown that yet. But Philadelphia, make no mistake about it. Like Philadelphia is dangerous. They are dangerous. Um, there's absolutely no doubt about it. It's not because of Indomik and Sue or who else? Who's the other dude? Linval Joseph. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah, it's not because of them two. It's not it's not even because of Sirianni. It's because you li- with the Eagles trying to slow down that damn running game. The Eagles rushed for over 300 yards just between Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts against Green Bay. They rushed for over 300 yards. Three football fields. Two players two players ran a football field and a half on the Packers for a Cowboys team that has had problems stopping the run. That's scary as fuck. Now the last two weeks have been good and and they've been against some really good running backs for the Cowboys. They stay slowed down Dalvin cook. They slowed down Saquon. That's uh, a hell of a difference slowing down Dalvin Cook and completely bringing him to a damn stop. I think Dalvin had True. eight yards. Yeah, yeah, but but to but but I can't give all of that credit to the Cowboys because Minnesota chose to they chose to go away from him. They chose to go away from Dalvin Cook. 
Um, they they insisted that Kirk Cousins could beat that Cowboys defense. They, they it was all they was stubborn to a fault. That's a special kind of crack in Minnesota. They smoke because ain't no way in hell I would ever whatever Kevin O'Connell got. Whatever he is smoking, it must be good as hell because he was tripping that game. He was Kirk, like Kirk Cousins and Tom Brady and the same people. Kirk Cousins <laughs> can't even Kirk Cousins can't even beat the North Carolina A and T football defense by himself. Like like Kirk Put Cousins respect on him, man. He he can be he can be he can at least beat UMass. All right, Kirk Cousins Kirk Cousins can beat a pop Warner defense. I give you that. No, as a matter of fact, he would he would struggle against my defenses. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> but you get the point. Yeah. Kirk Kirk Cousins, Kirk, Kirk, there's never been a time in Kirk Cousins' career where he's like going to throw you a victory. It's not going to happen. Um, so in that Cowboy Vikings game, the Vikings just played stupid football. Now I think the Cowboys still would have won because they were pissed off after um after blowing that game against Green Bay. So the so I think the Cowboys still would have won that game but for the, but you know for the for, for the facts of what happened, they did stop Dalvin Cook. They did slow down Saquon. Dallas deserves a lot of credit, but I I just remember what Jalen Hurts did to Michael Parsons and how he froze Micah Parsons. Um, Philadelphia scary, man. Philadelphia scary. Um, you know, but I do, I do think, I do think the Cowboys are are a better team. Now, I haven't, now, I haven't said that. I think it's fair to say. I think all three of us can agree. The mm-hmm. Cowboys, the Cowboys team that we saw against Philadelphia early in the year. Is not the same team that that's happening now. I mean, Mm-mm. this team is better. For one, we had a chance to beat Philly with a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, now we got our we now we got our starting quarterback back, and um, we got our starting quarterback back. And since Dak has been back, um, the Cowboys are number one in I think total offense. I think the Cowboys are number one in points per game since Dak has come back. Um, so. Different team, different different team. Um, we are implementing Tony Pollard more now than we did uh, when we played Philly the first time. Damone Clark, our that is a Damone Clark is a he's only he's he just finished his fourth game um, from and rookie from LSU drafted in the fifth round. Um, Should have it would have been a first round pick if it wasn't for that injury. Uh, Damone Clark is back healthy and starting. He's playing so good that he might take Anthony Anthony Barr's uh, starting linebacker spot with LVE, which would which would allow Michael Parsons to purely down to the edge, purely rush the quarterback. Um, Damone Clark, Michael Parsons, and LVE both, all three of them, sideline to sideline speed and lateral speed. So. Okay, give me real quick. Can I give a shout out to LVE for having a great Thanksgiving? Did you see that tackle he jumped LV, over the line? LVE is having a great season, and I've been very hard on LVE. I, it's 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 uh, both of y'all know when the Cowboys drafted LVE, I was pissed. I did not want mm-hmm. LVE. I did not want him. Um, was wild. Was wild. Now visiting an earlier pod, you still making that trade, Mike? Oh, someone with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. 
No, 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 no. I'm not doing yeah. it. I, like, I got to – you talk <laughs> about putting respect on somebody named LV. He's earned my respect, man, um, at least this year. Um, you know, this is the best season that he's had since his rookie year, so. Yeah, and that was with – um. what's the other linebacker y'all had? Was it Jalen Brown? Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith. I'll say Jalen Brown. Wrong sport. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But – so I, so I do think the Cowboys are the best team in the East – um, it's just that it's just that I've seen it. I've seen Philadelphia destroy Cowboy hopes and dreams too many times to be comfortable. Um, yeah, I, I've seen it. I've seen it too many times. Um, so yeah, yeah I, just just looking from like a non Cowboy fan, I think the Giants historically have given you all more problems than the Eagles have, especially in postseason nah, play? Nah, 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 them, them Donovan McNabb days was hell. I mean, y'all weren't good back then, though. Them, nah, them, nah, we was. Three, five, and 11 years was when they were rolling. To them, it, wasn't hey, until, it, wasn't, it wasn't until y'all got T.O. that y'all really was giving it to Philly. 2007, we was straight. 2000, 2007, we went 13-3, and three, right, Corey? Mm-hmm. 2009, I think we was straight. Yeah, um, like the Eagles are hell, dog. Like they always been a thorn in our side, um, which is crazy because like they've been a thorn in our side since the early two thousands. They never won a ring during that during that time period, though. Like that's that's kind of crazy, but yeah, they were always the second. They were always the second best dressed. Yeah, <laughs> every, um, every year in the NFC, <laughs> they were second best dressed. I ain't never seen a team so desperate to win a ring in my life. Honestly, I think it's it's because of those years is why I fucking hated Philadelphia so much. And this is coming from a Steeler fan. Like I have no respect for the Philadelphia Eagles as a franchise. And the bulk of that's because you share a state with a team that's tied for the most rings in all of football, and then you happen to be in the winningest division in all of football and still couldn't get the goddamn hint. I mean not good. Your history is subpar at best. I, I, uh, I, um, I could, mm-hmm. I could agree with that. The problem is I had Philadelphia number 10 all time franchise. So I wouldn't have put them nowhere near that shit. I mean, they, they are effectively the NFC's Buffalo Bills. If it wasn't for that one ring, that's who the fuck they would be. Them and Minnesota. I had more respect for Minnesota. Than I have for Philly. Oh, we know how you feel about Minnesota. <laughs> we know how you feel about the purple people eaters. Yes, sir. Um, no, but Killer, you you uh, look, you owe me an apology, man. Look, I gave right, you talk to him because I, I I willingly do this. I I gave you an apology. I gave a lot of apologies last week. Yeah, you did. It was I gave I gave you an apology for having Minnesota number twenty four. As as far as all time franchise rankings, I gave you, I, I corrected that, gave you an apology for that. Um, I gave you an apology for a lot of stuff last week. Now it's your turn. All right, talk to me. And Corey, you owe me an apology too. Yeah, bring your ass in, Corey. Both of y'all, <laughs> all right. both of y'all, sat there with blasphemy in y'all mouth last week. And told me 
that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were 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 top ten in the power rankings. And I asked you, and I asked you last week, Killer, mm-hmm. how you had them in the top ten, and your response was, and then I laid it out for you. I even said the Patriots have had a better year. I laid it out for you. I said the Patriots have a winning record across the board. They have a winning record total. They have a winning record at home. They have a winning record away. They have a winning record in the division and in the conference. I laid it all out for you based on your rubric. I said the Patriots have had a better season. How do you have the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers number 10? Your response was, I guess it's the Brady effect. Mm-hmm. I need a fucking apology. Tom Brady ass. I don't care. I don't care what now. He's scary as shit if you got to see him in the playoffs. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. He's scary as shit if you got to see him in the playoffs. But he's not scary. He's not scary because of he's not he's not scary if you're basing. How can I put it? Tom Brady is scary in the playoffs to this day. The reason is because of his history, not because of what he's currently done. It's because of his history. It's because of his track record. It's because of his track record when he was younger than 45 years old. It's his track record from Tom Brady is scary because of his track record from before he was getting a divorce. And I'm not throwing no personal shots at him. People go through shit. Yeah, I've been through one of those. They're not fun. Yeah, people people go through their life shit. I've been through life shit. I'm still I'm still going through life shit. You've been through life shit. I'm sure there's there's some life shit that you're going through. So this is not a shot at Tom Brady in his personal life. What I'm saying is we gotta stop. I I said it last week. We got we gotta stop riding Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady is the is the greatest quarterback to is the greatest or I'll say he's the most accomplished quarterback to touch a football field. I will give him that. I will give everybody that. We got to stop treating this man like he Jesus Christ. Like, like, like Tom Brady is not good. He's not a top 10 quarterback. He's not a top 10 quarterback. Tom Brady this year has been a bottom. It's, it's what, 32 teams in the league? Mm-hmm. Thirty and thirty Out of 32 teams, 32 starting quarterbacks, Tom Brady has played like a bottom 16 team. Uh, like a bottom 16 quarterback. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not good. I said that. No, you did not. You said yes, Tom, I, did. I said they were a bad football team at the beginning of the year. No, but you. But then last week you put them at number ten in the power rankings. Who else was I going outside of outside of New England? Who else is I going? And they lost another one this week too. Yeah, they lost this week and still look better than the uh, than the Buccaneers did. I will yeah. say though, to be fair to Killer though, like a lot of people, a lot of prognosticators like the 10, some people had him at 10, some people had 11. So it wasn't NFL, like NFL.com so yeah, so had him at 11. All right. All right so, 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 so I, it was it wasn't terrible at No, off. no. It wasn't like they had him ranked at 16. No, no, let me let me, and let I me say be, 10. Let me be let me be clear. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. NFL.com I don't give a fuck who they are. They don't know what the fuck they talking about either. Let they had they had Tampa Bay they had Tampa Bay ranked number eleven in the power rankings. They are wrong. They were wrong. They were wrong. Tampa Bay. I had Tampa Bay. I had Tampa Bay number thirteen in the in, in my personal power rankings. Tampa Tampa Bay then crept down past sixteen. They they are awful. They are awful. They are awful. And 
I, I don't know how anybody can defend them. Yeah, there's no defending them at, at I, this point. Like, they, I, to, they, to your point, there's well, no defending their, them their, at this point. Their, their record now is what? Is it, is, is it five, five and seven? six? Five and six. Five and five and six. Last last week, NFL.com had a 500 team ranked number 11. Think about that. NFL.com had a 500 team, a borderline 500 team. They just got to 500. Remember, they was three and five. They won two straight to get to five and five. Mm-hmm. That team, NFL.com had them ranked number 11. NFL.com don't know what the fuck they talking about. They owe me an apology too. <laughs> they, they don't know what the fuck they talking about. Are we serious right now? Come yeah, on, I, yo. I, I, will, I will issue that apology. Um, I appreciate I, it. I want to hear it. Yeah, I will issue that apology. I am sorry for that very inconspicuous pick when it came down to that bottom part of that top 10. Um, But looking at who they played, the Browns make everyone play bad. I'm not saying that Tampa's good. Keep in mind what I said about them to start the year. I said before one week of football was played that that was a bad football team. Oh, oh, and real quick, real quick. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done because you said who else would you have put at number 10? I, I think I, th- I can't remember who I put at number 10. I, maybe it was the Jets. It was the Bengals. Bengals. I think you had the Bengals. Bengals. I put at number 10. The Bengals. I put at number 10. You didn't have the Titans in your top 10. To me, that's more egregious than anything. Cause I even have the Titans in the top 10. I think the Titans are walking around with the same mask on that the Giants have. Oh. He, now, now I'm gonna tell you how. I'm gonna t- and I'm gonna tell y'all how. I said, and I just said, NFL.com owe me an apology. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you why they gave me an apology already. And NFL.com, anybody who's listening that worked for NFL.com that had something to do with these power rankings, I accept your apology. Thank you. I'm gonna tell you how they just apologized to me. Have y'all seen the Week 13 rankings, power rankings? I have, uh, have not. Let me pull okay. those up. Okay, okay. No, no, don't pull them up. Don't pull them up. I, I want it to be a complete surprise. I okay. Want be, I want it to be a complete surprise. Now, I said, I want y'all to keep in mind, there was a couple things that I said last week. I said, I said Tampa Bay is not a top 10 team. Mm-hmm. I said Tampa Bay is ranked number 13 in my power rankings. I also said Washington is a better team than Tampa Bay. I said mm-hmm. all three of those things. Now, let me go. Let me go down the power rankings for for the NFL Week 13. Philly is one, which is that that's that's stupid. That's stupid. Kansas. It's City Kansas is, City. Yeah. But they, they yeah. Philly is one. Kansas City is two. San Francisco is three. Dallas is four. That's also stupid. That's also huh? stupid. Yeah. Th- we'll we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. Buffalo is five. Miami is six. The Vikings are seven. The Bengals are eight. The Titans are nine. The Jets are ten. Number eleven, where where Tampa Bay was. The Ravens are number eleven. Number twelve, the Chargers are number twelve. Number thirteen, the co- the Commodes are number thirteen. <laughs> number God fourteen, the Seahawks. Number fifteen, the Patriots. Number 16, the Giants, 17, the Raiders, 
18 is Tampa Whoa, Bay. They had the red. Well, the Raiders had one two in a row, but damn. 18, eight, 18 is Tampa Bay. This is the same website, the official NFL website that had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at no, right outside the top 10 at number 11. All of a sudden, one week goes by, and now they finally come to the realization that the Patriots are better than them, which I said last week. They come to the realization that the commodes are better than them, which I said last week. They come to the realization that they are not a top 11 team, which I said last week. I said they was tripping for that last week. Yo, I will accept apologies in all types of forms. Y'all can say it on the podcast. Y'all can write me a letter and mail it to me. Y'all can send me an email. Y'all can say it in the Discord. I accept all forms. Y'all can send me a cash app request for a dollar. And and, and and in the before line, it says, I apologize. I will accept whatever apology y'all want to give to me. But I deserve I deserve my damn apology because y'all, y'all was tripping last week. I don't know what the hell was wrong with y'all. Yeah, like I already issued my apology. Corey, I had apolo- What do I got to apologize for? Cause you, cause you said <laughs> I ain't put him. I ain't put him in the top ten. Man, look, look, no, no look. You co-signed Killer said. You said uh, if, if I remember correctly, you said, "Oh, Killer wasn't that far off." You said that last week, which is factual. Far off, which is factual. Yeah, at, at, at the time, that was factual. No, no, at it wasn't. Time. No, it wasn't. Tampa, they NFL remember, got it wrong too. Here's the thing, though, you gotta remember: Tampa, they just come off two big wins, like they had the comeback win against the Rams. Then I the Rams. Who, listen, and I forgot who they played the the following week. Like they had, they had like two, like two back to back good wins. So, I mean, look, this same, this same website. They, well, I guess the Jets are seven four. Never mind, never mind. I I I, I uh, resend what I was about to say. But Jets still, I don't think I don't think it was that far off though. Like, it, look, they weren't in my top ten, but. Look, look, the Tampa Bay Buc- the Tampa Bay Buccaneers having a come making a comeback against the Rams. Look, I could take I could take I could take the staff from a food lion and we could make a comeback against the Rams. Fam, I just went there today. They got some great sales on chicken breast. <laughs> look, I, I I will take I will take on my team. It, I will take on my team the whole the whole roster of cashiers at Food Lion, and we will beat the Rams. And here's, he, I, matter of fact, this is how bad the Rams are. I'll take the next AKA line at Winston against the Rams right about she, now. Oh my God. I didn't say that, y'all. Oh my God. That, <laughs> Mike did not say that. Killer did. Okay. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Actually, that's putting more respect on the K's than it is the Rams right now. Let's be Look. serious. This is all I'm saying. I don't think AKA all, is listening to our podcast. Be honest with you, all, right now. All I need, all I need, is eleven, eleven grocery store cashiers. I don't even need twenty-two players. I need eleven grocery store cashiers. We will play offense and defense against the Rams and still beat their ass. That's how a, bad the Rams are. I got a question. In this scenario, am I playing or coaching? You don't even. You could be in the stands and we would still win. That's how bad the Rams are. Damn. The Rams could. The Rams couldn't even beat the little giants if they wanted to. 
talking talking about Tampa Bay had a had a good had a, <laughs> a classic victory Long against time. the Rams. Tampa Bay versus the Rams was the Super Bowl of losers. It was Matt Stafford. It was Matt Stafford and his boys against Tom Brady and his boys with both teams looking the fuck terrible. Yeah, that was some bad football. That was some bad football. Mike, you sparked a great idea. Top 10 great sports movies or shows. We need to do that one day. We, need, yeah, we do, we do need to do that. We do need to do that because I'm tired I'm tired of motherfuckers saying that Brian's song is a top. Brian's song is a good movie, not a good sports movie. It's not a top sports movie. Hell no. It's a good movie. Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans and Glory Road are top three. Because. All right, real quick, real quick. Ooh, Pat, let's let's get, in, let's get into this. I know this is off the off the path of where we were headed, but let's get into this. Hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Put a pin in it. Let's save it towards the end of the show because you know we got we got we got kind of a light show today. So let's save yeah. it towards the end of the show. Yeah. I, we got to talk about the inner, and this is what I mean. NFL.com be getting shit wrong. How the fuck are the Eagles? How the fuck are the Eagles above Kansas City number one? And how mm-hmm. the fuck is San Francisco over Dallas? How? That, now, okay, the Eagles thing is the only one that I can even make a case for. The San Fran one, I can't make a case for that yet. They just got this good. They were not this good four weeks ago. This is they only bias. beat. They only beat. They just beat the Saints thirteen to zero. That's it. Hmm. Now, granted, a shutout, a shutout, a shutout in football, I'm going to tell you right now, is difficult to coach. I understand, but if the, if the shutout, if the shutout was 28 to 0, okay, I get it. 13, San Francisco, could they didn't even score two touchdowns. What the, how, what the fuck? I literally just broke it down how Dallas has the number one offense in the league since Dak Prescott came back from injury. I literally just said that they have they have the most yards they they average the, they have averaged the most points I think that I think the points is thirty three point eight they've averaged the most points in the league since Dak Prescott has come back but they put a San Francisco team that just got rolling for real all and they put them above the Cowboys off of a thirteen to nothing victory. Over a where, bad where, New Orleans where, team. Where, when the Cowboys, when the Cowboys beat the 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 ever so elite New York Giants, and for the people who saying that they not elite, let's remember how we was talking about the Giants two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And actually, I don't know how you put the 49ers ahead of the Cowboys based off their last two performances. I don't know how you put the 49ers because for some reason, because for some reason, exactly, like like for some reason. The 49ers, the 49ers are ahead of the, the 49ers are ahead of should Dallas. Be about, they, they should be six. They're ahead of Dallas. They're ahead of Buffalo. They're ahead of Miami. They're ahead of Minnesota. How what are they the ahead of the fuck? Bengals? How are they ahead of the Bengals? Is another question. I believe the Bengals are a better team right now over the 49ers. Well, I, I, no, no. I, I would say the 49ers. I would say the 49ers are better than the Bengals. But the 49ers, the 49ers. The 49ers are not better right now than the Cowboys, the Bills, the Dolphins, or the Vikings. That is a fact. Don't forget That's Chiefs. So that puts them all the way down to, to six already. And it's a toss-up between other teams that they might be better than. Corey, so, you kind of quiet. What you got to say about it? Like they still uh, don't lead the division. That's the problem for me. 
they I definitely wouldn't put them ahead of Dallas. I can I can see them being ahead of Minnesota only from the standpoint that Minnesota got thrashed by Dallas. So maybe that is lingering and, and, and you think the 49ers are a more consistent team than Minnesota. So I guess that's a little more understandable to me. I don't get how that – I don't understand that statement, Corey, and I'm going to tell you why. The only two losses that the Vikings have are the two teams that we can honestly say are actually better than them. Those are the only two losses the Vikings have. I can put respect on the – and they were competitive in one of them. They almost beat – let's keep this in mind. They almost beat the Philadelphia Eagles. That's a fact. They almost beat they the Eagles. Got, they got smashed against y'all. That was the only bad performance they've had all season. Like from pole to pole. That was the only one. I can't sit there and say because of that one bad performance and then the other loss happens to be against a team who only has one loss. I can't even remotely see them. I, I, I would have the Vikings easily in my top five. I, I'm going to oh, tell I you. Would I, too. I would too. Yeah. I'm going to tell you the thing. I'm gonna they, tell may, you they may be three or four, but there's no way I can put them. Uh, that's the only reason why I would say maybe three. Is no, I'm I'm gonna tell y'all. Like, I'm gonna t- nah, I'm gonna tell you. Like the problem that I got with NFL.com and some of their power rankings, I swear to God, I swear I believe that NFL.com is is putting San Francisco as high as they are based on based on the recent success that San Francisco had. So like San Francisco making that deep playoff run the way that they did last year and how and how it's how it's hard to really play San Francisco because it's hard to scheme for Debo and it's hard to scheme for Christian McCaffrey and they got they got a stout defense like all of those things are true. I th- I really think NFL.com is showing a bias based on San Francisco's uh recent recent reputation of success rather than looking at what San Francisco has done this season. That is what they did the same thing with Tampa Bay last week. They did mm-hmm. the same thing. They look at Tom Brady and Tom Brady has won two games. Uh-oh, it looks like he's starting to get on a roll. You know what? Let's put him right outside the top 10, even though Tampa has not played top 10 football all year. Same thing with the 49ers. The 49ers have not played top three football all year. Killer, you pointed it out last week that with that with Christian McCaffrey, the 49ers were only two and two last week. You pointed mm-hmm. that out. Like, yeah. like San Francisco has not played top three football at any point this season. Debo has not had the kind of year that people thought he was going to have. Trey Lance got hurt. They was ready to cast off Jimmy Garoppolo. Now they got to bring Chuck down Jimmy uh, back back into the game. They have not. They have not played top three football. But somehow they are ranked number three. I really feel like this is. I really feel like this is a bias. I really do. I really do. Yeah, that's. You know what? The fact that you bring up bias, it it, it makes for a perfect segue. Because I kind of want to talk about something. Look, something we don't really talk about much on this pod. <clears throat> uh oh, is this controversial? I to, no, I want to move to college football. Oh, I'm happy. I want to move to college. I'm football. Happy with that. Yeah, because. How the whole fuck are they trying to find a way 
to put Bama back in this goddamn playoff. Find away my ass. Yeah, they six right now. They're six. Six in the six. No, they're six. Like in the what? ranking. They're they're six. That's what I'm saying. They're six in what? The AP the playoff polls, rank, the... the playoff ranking. Oh yeah, they bugging. Mm-hmm. They bugging. There's no way in the eternity of hell, or I'm gonna go even further, in fucks. That I can have them ranked above a team that kicked their ass in the Tennessee Volunteers. I can't put them there. Bama should be seven or even eight at best. At best. You know the top four. That's easy. The top four, easy. USC deserves it. I don't give a damn what anybody says. USC deserves it. The they top four, in. the the top four, I'm fine with Georgia, mm-hmm. Michigan, uh, Michigan deserves it. Michigan deserves it after that win against Ohio State, mm-hmm. TCU, and USC. I am fine. I am fine with that top four. I believe. Mm-hmm. I believe this is just me. This is just me. I believe Clemson should be number six. Thank you. I believe Clemson should be number six. If not I be- them, Penn State. I believe, I believe Tennessee should be seven where they are. I believe um, LSU should be eight. I, I, do not, I, I do not believe Alabama should be ranked against LSU for the simple fact that Alabama lost the head-to-head to them. That's my same reason for having them as low as I did. If Alabama is 10 and 2 and LSU is 9 and 3, which they are, Mm -hmm. I do not believe Alabama should be ranked ahead of them. I do not, I do not believe it. LSU got the head to head. LSU beat them. LSU should be number eight. I will put Alabama at best number 10. Okay. So if you have to put them to ten, that means you who elevates and who drops. I, so I just said it. So so one, two, three, and four would stay. Mm-hmm. Five Ohio State to me would stay. Mm-hmm. Six would be Clemson. Seven would be Tennessee. Tennessee would stay. Eight mm-hmm. would be LSU. Nine would be Penn State. Ten would be Alabama. Eleven would be Washington. Do you believe now? This is a personal question. Do you believe Florida State at thirteen is where they need to be? Uh I would put. I would put. I would. They put, did get the head to head against LSU to start the year. Uh I I would mm. put Florida State. I, I would have them at ten. I would drop Kansas State at Florida um, State at ten. I think I would too, Kelly. To be honest with you. I um. And this isn't even okay, like okay. coming I, from like I will a fan put, at this point. Like I, I put, honestly believe they're a top ten team right now. I will put Florida State. I will put Florida State above Kansas State. I would not put Florida State above Utah. You mean Utah's nine and three looks better than Florida State's? So come again. Say ask that question again. Utah's nine and three looks better than Florida State's nine and three. Uh, I think so. I think so. Let me, let me, I, I got, I would, ha- I, I, again, I'm not saying that with confidence. I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go down their schedule real quick and see. Is all the losses that Florida State has has come to top twenty-five opponents at the time. Got you. Um, NC State, Wake Forest was ranked when we played them, and Clemson. All three were top twenty-five losses. Utah, every, Utah every got the win. The win they did. 
Utah got the win over USC. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very impressive win. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? Case made. You're right. I I, I can concede that because that's a top five win. Now, I, I would I would time, say I would LSU say, wasn't ranked. We weren't either. I I would say that Utah. I would say that Utah and Florida State are like neck and neck. If you have Florida State above them and Utah's right under, I'm not yeah. going to complain. I think they're I think they are interchangeable. Um if but I think if you got Florida State at 10, Utah got to be 11. If you got Utah at 10, Florida State got to be 11. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I think I think those are are interchangeable because when I see Florida State, I see wins against the Gators who aren't ranked. I see wins against Louisiana, obviously they ain't right. I see I see wins I see a win against Syracuse, like that ain't impressive. I see a win against the U, that ain't impressive. Well when we Georgia, played now here's Georgia crazy. Tech when we played Syracuse, I believe Syracuse was ranked. On November twelfth? Yeah, yeah, around that time I want to say they were ranked. You give give, give me the week and I can pull up the top twenty five. It was no it was November twelfth uh when y'all played uh, Syracuse. No, I'll just pull up our schedule. Um, but like I see, I see a loss. I see a lot for Florida State. I see a loss oh, for Florida State. I see a loss to NC State. I see a loss to Wake Forest. Um, it was ranked at that time. Yeah, Wake Forest was probably ranked at that time. They were four um, and one at that time. They were ranked. I do see the win against LSU. Um, you know, I. Like I said, I think they're interchangeable. I think they're interchangeable. Um, so, yeah, like the games. If one, that if one has Florida State, did, if one has Florida State above Utah, I'm not mad at it as long as Utah comes right after them. Yeah. Um, but point point is Alabama should not be number six. I think I think everybody can agree with Ooh, that. That's a crazy. That's a crazy reach. Yeah. Now, now, his his was wild. I need to see what Washington versus Utah was because if if Washington beat Utah, then I got to put Washington there and drop Florida State and Utah down. So I'm going to check that head to head real quick because they're both Pats and schools. Yeah. um, Corey, what's your what's your I guess what's your take on the whole rankings and shit so basically like y'all like the top four the top five I, w- I would keep the same i wouldn't change anything about the top five um i want to put tennessee at six but i think i might put clemson there instead i might keep tennessee at seven mm-hmm. uh, so we got the same top seven right now yeah, like I really mm-hmm. want to move Tennessee, but I I really think Clemson deserves that that six spot. Tennessee seven. I think I would put Alabama at eight, and maybe that's being generous. But I think I might put Alabama at eight, Penn State at nine, and then I might go Florida State at ten. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah, mine is that. yeah, mine is really similar to Corey's. Um, so really need to drop the same list twice. Um, I really want people to truly understand why there's such a disdain for Bama at this point. 
because it, they do shit like this. Yeah, because of shit like this. And it honestly is not in, it's not like Bama's controlling it. It's the cocksuckers who run it. Like I I I know I'm being extra vulgar with my with my with my with my words right now, but honestly, they are the reason why people don't like Bama. It's not because of Bama. No, it's because of Bama. It's because of Nick Saban. No, honestly, it's, to me, it's not. To me, it's not. It's because of how they are favored. It's the same reason why a lot of people hate Duke for that same reason. It's no like when I looked at top twenty-five, I was severely pissed that they had them ranked ahead of Carolina. It's the same reason why motherfuckers hate Tom Brady. Yeah, for for those same reasons. It's because of the favoritism that is shown. If you're favored in the media, motherfuckers ain't gonna like. It. If you're favored to the um, like like if like if a lot of things things seem to be slanting your way, you are gonna receive more hatred, especially in the realm of sports. Let's just, let's just be honest about that. But, but there's, no, a reason, this... there's a reason why in our and I actually had this conversation with a guy at work today that you can tell who the most important team is if you ask a fan of the other teams in your division who's your biggest rival and everybody names your ass. Like Every, like everybody in the NFC North. Not NFC North, but AFC North will say the Steelers are the number one rival. Everyone in y'all division will say the Cowboys are their number one rival. Yep, don't we know it? Like y'all got motherfuckers who ain't in your division who you barely have a playoff. We like, have mother. Like, we we have, have more of a history with each other we, than the Carolina so, Panthers do with y'all. I don't know why Panther fans hate Killer. the Cowboys so much. Killer, I'm not lying to you. I'm not lying to you. It's motherfucking Bengals fans out here talking about they hate the Cowboys. Like, come how? on, N- nigga, how? How? Okay, you know what? Thank you, Mike. You just lit the damn fuse. How? You have been the most irrelevant football franchise next to the other pieces of shit you happen to share a state with. In what fucking realm? Yeah, I look, oh, I, I, I've never gotten it. I've never gotten it. Yeah. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. You know what's crazy? Alright, let's, right, let's just throw it out there. Two biggest fan bases in all of, um, in all of pro sports as far as football goes. Yes, getting in something different now. It's Pittsburgh Steelers and the um, Dallas Cowboys. You want to know how the fuck I know that? Because I can tell you where I've seen a whole family. Like, these are family football teams. Like, your family are Steelers fans. Your family are Cowboy fans. Ain't no family of Bengal fans. It's like your drunk uncle who dated a girl in Ohio or some shit. This motherfucker's a Bengal fan because his because that chick took him to a game and bought him a goddamn jersey. That's the only reason he's a fan of the team. Let's be a hundred percent and be honest with you. I didn't meet my first Cleveland Brown fan until I was twenty five years old. That's how much of a that's how much I know you don't matter in the grand scheme of things. Look, let's just I have not met the only Bengal fan I met was my dean and this nigga played for him. So let's be a hundred percent honest. <laughs> Yo, I ain't know a Jaguar fan until I joined the frat. Bruh, so I met one. Valid. Thank I met one. My boy Justin. <laughs> my boy Justin the Kappa. He yeah. was the only Jaguar fan I met in my life. The only one. I'm like, bro, how the hell are you a Jaguar fan? And he's from Jersey. And I'm like, and, how and, the hell and, are you I'm, a and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell y'all, I'm gonna tell y'all about these the about, it's weird. I'm, gonna t- I'm gonna tell y'all about these college football playoff rankings. I'm gonna tell y'all what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So there's Georgia. There's Georgia's gonna probably gonna have to face Alabama for the SEC championship, right? No, they don't. Who, who George, is it? Georgia LSU. Okay. Georgia. You see how dangerous it is having LSU that low? 
Yeah. So here's, had they so, been ten, they would have jumped Bama. So 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing. Who does USC play in the Pac-12 championship? Uh, UCLA, I think. Hold on, wait. Let me let me check these matchups for this week. Matchup, man. It's uh, U- Utah. They play Utah. Uh, and then Kansas State has TCU and LSU has Georgia. So here's Here, what's crazy. No, no, no. no. Here's here's yeah. a problem. Here's a problem. And Purdue, Michigan. Here, here's the problem. One. Here's the problem. Boilermakers. Georgia can beat Georgia can beat LSU, right? Mm-hmm. Michigan can beat Purdue, right? TCU, who do they play? Kansas State. TCU can beat Kansas State, right? Let's say all of them wins happen. Uh-huh. Here's where the issue is going to be. Utah, USC. USC, you said USC plays Utah? Mm-hmm. Yep. And Utah and then, can now, beat them. They've done now, it already. Now, listen. This is what's going to happen, and, and, and this is why motherfuckers hate Alabama. Utah, let's say Utah beats USC. They're not going to move Ohio State up. They're mm-hmm. not going to move Utah into USC slot at four. Mm-hmm. They're going to jump Alabama to four. That and is they're going to do it off what, the. That, and they're going to try to validate do. that shit off the matchup between LSU and Georgia. That's that, that, why that's, I, I seriously believe the only way that everyone comes out happy, and this is a very fucked up situation. The top four teams all have to lose. They, that's the only way. Yep. Whoa, 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 can, what? That's the only way that you can justify Bama going and everybody else you just put there. Oh, that's the see only me. Only way you could do. It. See me. I'm rooting for all. I'm rooting for the top four teams to win to their win. championship. To, Same because here. If, if the top four mm-hmm. teams win, you cannot move Alabama up. Dude, I want Georgia, USC so bad. As far as matchups, I want Georgia, U.S. and TCU is explosive. TCU and Michigan, that Michigan defense, because that TCU offense, do I? I'm, I fucking can't wait. Because I think if mm-hmm. Bama, if they, you put Bama, let's say you, you drop a team out, let's say USC drops out, Bama's in. You seriously think Bama's gonna beat Georgia? Mm-mm. Thank you. Don't waste my fucking time. But yeah, man, I, I, I'm with you. They they trying to they trying to screw they trying to screw motherfuckers so Alabama can uh can get back in that in that college football playoffs and and that that's some bullshit. That's no, I'll be bullshit. honest with you. I, I'm I'm gonna keep it a a stack with you. Let's say these teams lose. You know who the most dangerous team playing that weekend is if that happens? The Clemson Tigers, because you can give you got to give the weight of a conference championship to them, especially against a ranked opponent in the North Carolina Tar Heels. So. Yeah, your 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 11 and two football team and the Clemson Tigers who won their division, which was hella competitive this year. And their arm and their conference. Yeah, still put Mm -hmm. Bama in over them, over whoever you drop. Because like I said, like I said, let's say USC loses. The smart thing would just be to move Ohio State back up there because Correct. they can't control the fact that they couldn't play for a conference championship because they lost one game. Correct. They've had the more important. They've had the way better season. That Correct. game against Purdue, my God, I thought it was an L coming, and they pulled it out. Something that Bama failed to do twice. I can't give weight to that. The only team in this situation that 
that can benefit the most in my eyes and honestly better is the Clemson damn Tigers. Because cool. if they win and USC loses, I don't want to see anybody outside of Ohio State sliding up if it's not the Clemson Tigers. Corey, you quiet. What you got to say, man? I agree with everything Killer's saying. I mean, because it's like I can't justify – okay, if any one of the top four – okay, let's say one of the top – let's say TCU loses, right? How I think do TCU you, should drop the four in that predicament. That predicament, I think they dropped the four. Okay, so like, but still like how – like I say, if any one of these teams lose, right, how would it not be – of all the teams on the outside of the top four, how would it not be Ohio State that should they win, that they get that fourth spot, right? I mean mm-hmm. – because how does Alabama – how would Alabama just jump Ohio State? Assuming somebody, Ohio State – somebody that boosted club is blowing somebody with power, that's what's happening. That's what's happening, bro. The, like, and this, this, is a, this is a time period where we have to keep reality in the forefront of our brain, and we have mm-hmm. to realize and understand and explain to the people that college football at the end of the day – is a business that garners media attention just like every other league. Alabama being number six is good for the business of college football because it gets guys like us talking about how it's such a how it's such a uh, how it's such a shit show and 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 it gives them the attention that they're looking for. This is a money and media kind of move and Alabama. And and if they put Alabama in the playoffs, this will be proof as to why the playoffs need to be expanded. This will be proof because what, because what you're going to have is you're going to have Ohio state. Who's better than Alabama. You're going to have them missing. You're going to have them missing the the playoffs. Um, You're going to have Tennessee missing the playoffs who can beat Alabama if you ask me you're going to have Clemson mm-hmm. missing the playoffs who can beat Alabama if you ask me you're going to have you're going to have LSU missing the playoffs who already beat Alabama but somehow they're going to find a way to put Alabama as that fourth team i'm almost positive if one of these one of them four teams lose like let's say it's Michigan that loses i guarantee you TCU is going to go up USC is going to go up. Ohio State is going to stay at five, and it's going to be Alabama that jumped the four. They're going to find a way to put Alabama in the in the in the playoffs. It's going it, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. All right. So I pulled up Alabama's schedule. All right. Here we go. They beat Vandy. They beat Arkansas. They beat A and M, who was unranked by four. Mm-hmm. The following week, that because of that lack of a win, they were one when that happened against AM. They got dropped to three. Effectively, they were still number one in the country. Mm-hmm. They dropped from one to three after the loss now at three the following week to six. Then lost to LSU. And dropped to nine. They beat Ole Miss. And then they beat Auburn. And after the Ole Miss game, they went from nine to eight. And Ole Miss is ranked 11. They beat some team called Appy. I don't even know who the hell. I think it's Austin Pay. They beat oh, them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, they beat them 34 nothing, and then the next game was against a bad Auburn team and beat them 49 to 27. Honestly, why the hell did they move them up from eight to seven just to give them a reason to move them up? To I six can say that Al- Alabama week? had Alabama had a week a week uh, a week a ass schedule ass schedule of victories. Like they haven't had quality wins. The only quality win they have, they had the same amount of quality wins as the Florida State Seminoles. It's gonna be interesting. I can't wait to wait. I can't wait to watch the white men explain this. Can't wait. Can't yeah. wait. I hope the top four remain the same because I want to see those two matchups right there. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. It, and and it's a breath of fresh air. Get Alabama to fuck away from me for a year. Give me a break. Like yeah, it's, like, it's like they, four they, they fresh teams last year and it felt kind of good. Or it's it's actually it's three it's three fresh teams. Georgia won it last year, but Georgia is not as uh as uh what's the word? Consistent? What's the word? No, no. Georgia is not as obnoxious as Alabama is. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like like it's 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 like it's always Alabama. It's like the New England Patriots for the last twenty years. It's like it's always y'all. Like bring me something different. So, yeah. like man, these fries are good, but now they're starting to suck. Like you ever go somewhere and like eat the same food all the time? And matter of fact, Mike, you talked about this with the gummies because me and you like gummies. I'm more yeah. gummy bear guy, you more gummy worm guy. Facts. But we've been eating these snacks our entire natural black ass lives, right? Facts. I felt the texture change in the gummy bear. It, it feels a little more scratchy. <laughs> Like, like, t- t- tell me, tell me the gummies don't feel a little more scratchy now, right? <laughs> and sometimes they, sometimes they may seem like a little dry. I'm like, what is this cough drop I just put in my mouth? Like, oh, it, like, we can kind of tell, like, cause it's been the same thing over time. We can tell it's getting worse, but we just don't want to accept that our favorite snack is really getting worse. That's exactly what these posters are actually doing with Alabama. We, about, they can't admit you about to make me go to they, Amazon and order some gummy sure. worms, bro. They can't admit that this ship is sailing. It's over, but they're gonna find a way to keep this shit going. Just like after the Rams Super Bowl against the um, Patriots, the last one, I knew then it was over, but they still tried to want to run it back. And all that did was help with the maturation of the best quarterback in the NFL and Josh Allen. Because he you got sure a chance said, to see Tom Brady best, do it one more time. He's still the best hmm? quarterback in the NFL right now. I mean, Josh uh, Allen, Josh, yeah. skill-wise, uh, is the I, best I, quarterback in the NFL. I, 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 still would, I still would prefer Josh Allen. Okay. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I would not – I cannot argue against anyone putting Mahomes right there, but there's no way that Josh Allen's that far off. No, I, they're, they're definitely one, one, two. But I'll, I'll put my hope. I didn't mean to go off topic, but I just. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 that's, that's a good that's question. Cool. That's a good question. Yeah. Um. I so all of the evidence, and I was prepared to come on this show and say that Mahomes has taken the mantle back as the as the league's best quarterback. I was prepared to come on the show and admit that, but I decided not to do that. Because, and I don't know if y'all going to understand what I'm saying, but I, I like 
I like quarterbacks that it's gonna be so bad. This 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 <laughs> if, no, this, it's not it's not gonna it's not gonna sound as bad as y'all think. Okay, I was like, man, it's gonna get us kicked off the goddamn. No, 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 no. It's not <laughs> I, I like quarterbacks who play with a chest out, and I'm gonna explain what that means because I know that's kind of vague. Not, not a lot I know people. what you mean. Yeah, I know you know. What I, I mean. play that same way. I know, I know you, what you know mean. what I mean, but it's it's a lot of it's a and I, Corey. I don't know if you know what I mean though. And it's a lot of people that don't know what I mean. So just let me explain it. So like, like, Kyler Murray does not play football like a grown man. Kyler Murray, like, when he runs the football, it's like he pity pat with these short, choppy steps. And then when when it's about to get real, he tuck tail run out of bounds and shit. And some might say that that's, that's the smart play. You don't want your quarterback to get hurt. And I get that, but it's, it's almost the way it's like the way he played. Mahomes is a magical quarterback, does a lot of magical shit. I, I, I will not take that away from Patrick Mahomes. And he is great at, at being a fucking quarterback, but it's almost like, Like Josh Allen, when you – I don't know how to explain it. Josh Allen, when he's behind center, you know you better lace up your shoes tight. Your pads better sit high on your shoulders because you know Josh Allen coming for you. You're going to be eating. You're going to be eating some shoulder pad playing. Huh? Pat, Pat Mahomes don't play like that. He play like uh, – it's like he, he be shotgun formation, hike the ball. Pity pat, pity pat, pity pat, pity pat. Run, just run all, all around the field. Pity pat, pity pat, pity pat, pity pat. Okay, got the first down. Go out of bounds. It's like, it's like, ah, uh, it's like, like you could have. It's like you could have got more. Like, I understand you being smart. I wasn't trying to say it like this, but I'm gonna just say it. Fuck it. I don't like quarterbacks who play light skinned. <laughs> Corey, I told you. I fucking told you. <laughs> I don't I like I don't like light skin energy. <laughs> I don't like light skin energy. And Pat Mahomes and Pat Mahomes now he is light skin, but but Pat Mahomes play like he he don't play like a thoroughbred. You want to see that dog? That's what you want. You want to see that dog in him? Yeah, that's what you're saying. He's not like a he's Cam, like like how Cam would have did it. Like even like even Tom Brady like I y'all know I can't stay oh shit none of us can stand Tom Brady but like Tom yeah. Brady Tom Brady didn't even play light skinned with Tom Brady you knew that he couldn't scramble he couldn't run but you knew Tom Brady was coming for your ass if you was a corner you know he was going he was going to pick on your ass until you showed him otherwise Pat Mahomes ain't like that Pat Mahomes is like. It's like I don't know. It's almost like it's almost like he play he play to it's like he plays to not get hit. I don't I don't know how I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. Maybe I don't killer, maybe you can explain it more. But yeah, I, I don't so I don't know how to explain it. What you what you like is a little bit of a level of aggression to your quarterback. I want a like, sir, I want like, a dude like, with like, like you want you want that guy, yeah, that, that guy with that edge, that grit. It's 
the identity of you is very Josh Allen. The same thing to me. That why do you think I love Big Ben so much? Because Big Ben had that same thing in him. That's what I see when I see Josh Allen, but I see a better version in Josh Allen than I did in my Hall of Fame quarterback in Big Ben. That's what I see when I see Josh Allen. I see a better Ben Roethlisberger. It's like he plays soft. And it's yeah. it's like it's like it's like, un- it's like it's like it's like do you think for a second that Patrick Mahomes would have did what John Elway did at that at that age? Do you think that would happen? And you know what I'm talking about. I mean, Pat Mahomes the airplane John Elway. Yeah, the the, the helicopter. helicopter you seriously, yeah. you seriously think Patrick Mahomes is going to do that at that same age? Well, also to be fair though, like John Elway, but John Elway, he had lost. He was like 0 for three in Super Bowls up to that point, and he was like on his last legs. So like at that point, you'd be almost willing to do anything to get that yeah, ring. I'll be honest his first ring. I'll be honest with you. At any point, you're willing to do anything if you care that much about the game. Well, that's I, actually I had this conversation in the truck today at work, bro. Same conversation. I, I I say it. I say the same thing to my players. My players are typically younger and getting ready to start high school. And I ask them, "What are you willing to sacrifice to be great?" It's Josh Allen is willing to sacrifice. His everything, which is his body, to be great, and I think that's what what attracts you to him, Mike. No, like, so here, so here's the thing. Homo to. So here, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. And and I, I'm really not trying to. I'm not. I'm really not trying to. I'm not trying to be insulting because I like Patrick Mahomes. I, I like. I like Patrick Mahomes. I'm not annoyed by Patrick Mahomes. It, there, there's a certain type of style that I prefer. So like. Lamar Jackson, you can't touch Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is probably the most elusive quarterback I've ever seen in my life, and I saw Michael Vick. Lamar Jackson is probably more elusive than Michael Vick. I'm talking about shifty. Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. barely runs out. He, he he barely, like, tucks tail between his legs and gets out of dodge. I mean, Lamar Jackson, you can't hurt him, bro. His neck the size of a goddamn leg, bro. He's he gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lamar Lamar Jackson, like he got now and next. When he take when he take that back drop, when he take that when he take that back drop, that three step back drop, mm-hmm. he don't see what he like. He ain't he ain't always running on the outside. Lamar going to step up. Lamar going to run in the trenches. Lamar going to run in the middle of the field. Lamar going to dare you to tackle him. Lamar is going to Lamar is going to go at you. He he's going to go at you. Pat Mahomes don't play that way. Pat Mahomes plays like, "Uh-oh, about to get hit. Underhand throw. Uh-oh, about to get hit. Throw it to Kelsey. Uh-oh, about to get hit." Run out of bounds! Like, like it's, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, uh, like. I'm gonna say it because you haven't said it yet, but he he playing like a bitch, and, and it's killing you inside. Like it's killing you inside. Man, oh, I, that's that. You can't say that though, man. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not. I'm not saying. I, see, I didn't say he was. playing. No, like I'm saying killing. Like you, you got. It's got to be another expression because you, Pat Mahomes, bro. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not calling him a bitch. I'm saying he, he plays y'all. like one. I don't, I don't think you can say he plays like one. That dude is like one of the best quarterbacks we've, we've I'm seen. I'm not saying he's not one of the best quarterbacks. You could be a 
awesome quarterback and play like a bitch. You could be an outstanding wide receiver, one of the greatest of all time, and play like a bitch. Um, you guys remember when the uh, Rams were tearing shit up in the league right around the turn of the century? Mm-hmm. Great name show on turf. Yeah, name one time you saw any of them motherfuckers get yards at the catch. They caught the ball and got the fuck down. They played like some bitches. Look, not taking this, away from the greatness. I'm not saying Mahomes. I'm not. They're very uh, bedonified in that in that wide receiver room. I'm not saying play style. I'm not saying Mahomes play like a bitch. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying Mahomes doesn't have an edge to him. Mahomes, Mahomes doesn't have. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't have like his play has the Russell Wilson um personality. No, cause no, cause Russell Wilson gonna go at you. Mm. Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, he not he not gonna go out of bounds. He not I, gonna. That's not what head. I'm saying. I'm, I'm gonna repeat the sentence. That's not what I said. His play style has the Russell Wilson personality. <clears throat> I don't even know what that means. Like cornball kind of. Boom. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like yeah, Pat Mahomes corny. Broncos country. Let's ride. Oh, speaking of fucking Broncos country, let's talk about this bitch ass. Um, <laughs> son. Hey, we. Hey, look, I ain't taking no Russell Wilson slander, man. The Panthers, dog. Now, this is definitely. It's gonna leave a blemish. I'm not saying he's done, but it, it's gonna leave a blemish. This whole like, season has like to leave it, a this. It's, yeah, it, it's been terrible. Um, and remember the beginning of the season, and I, was, I, I got hyped about this division early on, and then as the conversation kept going, I felt less and less confident that Denver was going to be good. I remember. That was for good reason, because as we were talking, I was like, damn, they do got a new coach. Damn, that OC, that OC really, damn, the DC is that was shit. Like, and I just really started thinking, I was like, damn, you know what? Oakland could be okay. And they're getting better when they still got COVID. They 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 they're down. They're still coughing. They ain't, they ain't, they 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 almost to the sniffle stage. They almost getting better, but they they still kind of out of it. Ain't no one catching Kansas City. And San Diego is finally looking like they're going to actually do what I said they needed to do to be taken seriously and that's win football games. They're finally fucking doing it. I got it. I know what I, I know what I'm trying to say. Go for it. Corey, you'll get what I'm saying when I say this. Pat Mahomes is the football equivalent to Daniel Cormier. He is the football equivalent. He corny as hell. There's nothing he he had he it's not like he got a dog in him. He's just really good at his sport, but he don't got no edge. It's like it's like remember when Daniel Cormier was when the, the second John Jones fight, the promo he had he had like his fans uh, surrounding the octagon, and he was like, "Yeah, come on, guys, fuck John Jones." Yeah, it's like, dude, I can't take you serious. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's like it's like what the hell you doing cussing? It's like it's like you the UFC dude. If there's any UFC dude. 
who look like they read the Bible every day is you. Man, I don't want to. I don't want to. Organization in prayer. Yeah, it's like I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to hear you cussing, talking about <laughs> fuck John Jones. It's the same way with Pat Mahomes. If I got into a huddle with Pat Mahomes and he was like, "All right, guys, come on, let's go win this fucking game," I'd be like, "Dude, come on, yo, come on, man, <laughs> come on." Like his his voice aid does not command that kind of a thing. Yeah, like like like, like he has like, a, like my son's voice is deeper than his. Like, hey, he could play. He can play his ass off. He might have taken. Like I said, he might. I was prepared to come onto the show and say that Pat Mahomes has taken the mantle back. He's taken the throne back as the best quarterback in football. I really believe that Pat Mahomes right now is the best quarterback in football. Um, because Josh Allen the last couple of weeks has thrown too, has made too many boneheaded decisions. However, the reason Josh Allen has made bo- some boneheaded decisions is because. He is not afraid, whereas, like, Pat Mahomes always takes the safe shit, and it's like, come on, man. It's like Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Yeah, but but see, but see, Rodgers... No, Aaron don't take chances. There's a reason why. No, 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 no. Aaron Aaron Rodgers don't take chances this year. No, he's never taken chances. He'll rather throw it in the dirt than throw it than yeah, he's throw a very, that, that touchdown that could be yeah. a pick. He would rather throw but, it. In but the see, dirt. to me, he's see, to that. me, to me, Aaron Rodgers has an edge to him, though. Like when Aaron Rodgers' personality, not his play. That's what I'm saying. Like his personality. Pat Mahomes, I don't get that. Like I don't like I, I don't want that. His like, personality and play match. They truly do. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Rodgers is don't. His no, personality would have me thinking he plays a totally different game. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I'm not I, saying it wouldn't be Hall of Fame level because it's still him doing it, but it would be different. Like yeah. if he played like his personality, it would be different. Like his like, game is extremely buttoned up. His personality is not. Like, that is true. This yeah. this this is what I'm this is what I'm saying, and I'm gonna leave it alone. The three of us on this show. We know who the most, uh, who the most, I don't want to say politically correct, who the mo- who the calmest one is. Oh, hell of, yeah, of that's us Corey. Three. Corey. Yeah, by, by if, a mile. If Corey started, if Corey started being like, oh, man, fuck you. It's like, Corey, what are you doing? This is not you. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Like just be yourself. Like, I would sound you. like a I would sound like a disappointed father, and I'm your friend. Like I'd be like Corey, I, I, what has come over you? Like, like, I, <laughs> like Corey, you are better than that. Be better I than me. More from you. I wouldn't I be mad never, at you. I'd be disappointed. I'd be like, I have never, on. ever, ever heard Corey tell anybody, "Fuck you." I have never heard it. Corey, I have known you for 15 years. I have never heard you say to anybody, fuck you. Uh, have you said that to anybody's face before? I don't know, man. I gotta think, I gotta think long and hard about that. Right. I know see, you've thought see, it because you pledged. I, mean? I know you thought see, it. All see, of us have. See what I mean? Imagine if one day Corey was like, oh man, yeah, come on, fuck this guy. It's like, it's like Corey. You don't you know say that. I say that. Like there is so- one realm where he would. Let us be at a live WWE event. I still don't think Corey would be chanting "fuck you." I don't. I don't believe. <laughs> it. I think he would, bro. We get like three, four beers in, bro. Come on, let's be honest. 
I think Corey will drop a bucket, bro. I think he will, bro. He'll see Roman Reigns, and he'll he'll be like, the storyline will drag on too long, how WWE tends to do sometimes. And Corey will just be like, man, fuck y'all. I can see that, bro. Yeah, like Pat Mahomes, he get on the microphone, he'd be like, oh, yeah, man, you know, I love Kelsey, man. Like, this is my guy. He's really like one of the dogs in the locker room. It's like, Pat, I don't want to hear you talk nothing about no damn dogs. I don't want to hear you say nothing about no dogs in the locker room. That don't even fit you. Like, you just you you are the state farm dude. Stick to that. You are the state farm dude. Coach, it happened again. Perfect line for your ass. Yeah, yeah. That that's what I'm saying about Patrick Mahomes. His talent is unbelievable. His innovation is fucking crazy. But I really wish he would not, he would stop playing like Kyler Murray. Damn. Hey, uh, poll question. Do you think Aaron Rodgers should have signed to Pittsburgh in the offseason instead of no, signing no, 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 Green no, Bay? No, no, He would have the same problem. San Francisco. No, uh, he would be much better off in San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco, yeah. I'm, I'm glad Aaron Rodgers didn't sign nowhere. I'm glad he stayed in Green yeah, Bay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because had he been in San Francisco – I think the real and, question. Let me be honest. If he's just in San Francisco and their record in San Francisco is what it is right now, are we still disappointed in the performance of that team? No, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you like or this. Or we elevate because I think now that that's actually a different way to look at this. And when we do power rankings, I may use this as a standpoint. If are we elevating this team based off the fact that we think they're bad, but they're playing well? Versus if, yeah, like you put Aaron Rodgers on San Francisco and they have that same record. Are they going to be that high? Oh, if you put Aaron Rodgers on San Francisco, I think San Francisco is a legit top three team. Yeah, I, I'm not saying they're not, but I'm saying that in the record that they have currently. Oh, I think they would be better. The same. I think that I think they would. I think they would be top of the Eagles right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would that? No, would no. I'm not saying the record would be different. Like their record is exactly what it is right now, which I'm about to pull that up in a second. But let's say. Where are you? NFL standings. Uh, they are currently seven and four. Yeah, the, the, the you're talking about the 49ers. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they're seven and four. Yeah. Now with Aaron Rodgers, we would know they would be a better team by wins and losses. But let's say they're seven and four and he's on that team and they are seven and four. His performance and everything led this team to a seven and four record. Are they as high on your chart? With him as they are right now, like like what I'm trying to say is, I believe the reason why San Francisco is ranked as high as they are right now in the power rankings is because it's more of a nod to their lack of talent and the, and the achievement that they have there, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Right, right. They they are ranked that, yeah, they are I, ranked I think, that high. They are ranked that high. Like I said earlier, they are ranked that high due to a bias. Due to a bias, mm-hmm. they have they have Debo. They have Christian McCaffrey. They have Brandon Ayuk playing well. They have Trent Williams on the line. They have this. They have this stout defense. They have all of these pieces, and they can be really good. So that means we're going to rank them number three, rather than ranking them based off of what they've done. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the point. I'm, that's the point I'm trying to make here. Okay, yeah. So I agree. With, because, I agree with saying yeah. that. I agree with. 
Yeah, because if Aaron Rodgers is on that team and they were seven and four, they had the losses that they have and the wins that they have, they're not ranked that goddamn high because you're going to judge that team differently. That's yeah, how it, I look right. at it. Yeah. Yes. If they if they have Aaron Rodgers, if they had if San Fran had Aaron Rodgers and the 49ers went seven and four, and on week 13 the power rankings came out, we would they the San Francisco 49ers would not be ranked number three because would be down there with the Jets at be, round 10. Exactly. Because the expectation when you have Aaron Rodgers is to be great. And San Francisco with Aaron Rodgers being seven and four is not great. So they will put so they will put the 49ers at like number 10. I agree come a hundred percent with everything you just said. A hundred percent. Like I said, as we talk, more things come become clear as to how they truly are. That's because why, I'll be honest with you I right said, now. That's why I said the NFL guy is they're getting these power rankings wrong, yo. Mm-hmm. They they are ranking these teams on a bias. I'm going to pull up the NFL power rankings real quick because I honestly believe the bottom part of that needs to be redone too. And, and, and Corey, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it, but like, I really feel like they're ranking these teams based on, uh, based on like their history and who's who, who they view as scary. For example, I think all three of us will agree that San Fran is a scary playoff team. Mm Mm-hmm. San Fran historically in the playoffs has been more dependable than the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because they are scary and because historically they've been more dependable than the Dallas Cowboys to, to the NFL beat writers, it makes perfect sense to rank them above the Cowboys because if the Cowboys was to go up against the 49ers as as good as the Cowboys have been this year and as bad as the 49ers have been this year, if the Cowboys was to go up against the 49ers the, because the 49ers are scarier, we're going to put them above the Cowboys in the power rankings. That yeah. make that is that makes absolutely zero sense. To me, at least. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I I agree, be, I agree every everything you said, Killer. As far as far mm-hmm. as that that 49ers ranking is concerned, I can't believe we still talking about it. Honestly, it, it's it's that crazy. Like it's that yeah. egregious. It's yeah, that like, egregious. Like I did not want to turn back to that topic. Like as weird as I did, but that thought hit me as we were talking about Aaron Rodgers and. And I was talking about that Aaron Rodgers package situation. In case y'all don't know, that's kind of where I went with this. The Packers are in a weird situation, but they're in one now that because of how poorly they performed this year, it can be rectified by just focusing on drafting wide receivers at this point. Because you've made the commitment. You gave this man three years. You told Jordan Love to sit the fuck down. Which Jordan Love did not look too bad when he came no, in the second half. He needs to leave. I would the minute that he put pen to paper, I'm I'm calling I'm calling my agent. I'm saying get me to San Francisco, please. The minute he put his pa- minute he put pen to paper, that's the place I'm calling. Calling my agent, get me to San Francisco. Honestly, if you want to be real, Corey, this is for you. But if you want Chicago, real, if you want to be real. Jordan Love in the second half of that Packers game, Jordan Love looked better than uh, Trey Lance. Yeah. Jordan Get Love had more time too, though. But. I mean, Jordan Love, uh, Jordan Love only had only has one career start. Trey Lance got three. 
No, but I mean, just like in terms of being in the system, being around and learning behind oh, being, being, yeah, yeah, being in the system. Oh, yeah. He's had more time. Yeah, yeah. 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 But that's still a little bit different from actually getting on the field. You know how many guys been in the system five years ago there and still suck ass? It yeah. happens all the time. Like you can be in a you can be in a great system and be it like, like you can be. Let's say you work at this company. <laughs> they're number one in sales, but you don't do shit when you at work. Plenty of people who are completely shitty are only going to be looked at as being good by being in a good system or by just knowing the system because the system generates what you are. So, yeah, but this, um, this, yeah, I'll be on no, the first but, thing. But no, I, w- I want you to go in and talk about Russ because you brought up Russ earlier. We never got to Russ. Yeah. So, Russ is in a weird situation because I saw a stat and my, my lady, she likes to like find weird stats and like tell me them or show them to me. And I do the same thing to her. Sam Darnold. Through six games. Has threw more touchdown passes. With that number being 10. Then Russ has thrown the entire season to that point. Which was seven. He has barely missed any snaps. The receiving core, I'm not saying is is great by any standard, but it ain't too shabby either. It's not like you don't have talent around you. At some point, and I, I've been relegated to having to watch that game on Sunday because I'm in that market. So I have to watch Russell Wilson suck ass against a bad Carolina team. We're also going to help my Steelers get ready to hit 500 in a couple weeks when we play them in two. But that's beside the point. That game showed me that in sports, the most dangerous thing you can do is pay somebody for something they didn't do for you. He got the 253. Not for what he could have done in Denver, but for what he did in Seattle. You don't pay an athlete like that. Not when they didn't do it for you. You get market value at this point. You don't get your achievement money with me. You didn't do shit for me. So that, that's in, that's interesting. I, I want you to put a pin, put a pin in that thought, put a pin mm-hmm. in that thought. Yeah, because that that applies to uh, that applies to, to another topic that I'll, that we'll talk about, you know, before we yeah. end the show. Yeah. And I have a good um, a good feeling. Um, what we're going to get to on that. Yeah. With. Everything I saw so far this year, I'm not saying he can't turn it around next year and have a better season, but I don't think Russell Wilson is going to be nearly as dangerous at this point in his career going forward than he's ever been, even in recent history. I think this ship is selling too. What you guys got? Corey, you got it. Russell's washed this year. He looks like a completely washed quarterback. I'm not saying he can't turn it around next year, but 
I don't I know, like, the whole infrastructure of the Broncos, you know, first-year head coach and, you know, first-year DC, OC, and all that stuff. But Russ looks like everybody deserves some share of the blame of this. But just specifically speaking on Russ, it's like – I know I, I, I'll say this, like um, – I overrated Russ. Like we had this conversation earlier this uh, this year when the season started, but when he was you no know, kind of playing, having having a rough stretch. I think I overrated because I thought Russ was going to be like the type of quarterback that could overcome um, at a less than ideal situation. But I don't know if it's the situation or if it's just he is just not playing well. Like like he is. Physical gifts, his anticipation, his throws, just like he just does not look good. Like I, I, I think this offseason he himself is gonna have to do a lot of soul searching. And I don't know what the Broncos organization is gonna do regarding like the head coach and all that stuff, but Russ looks bad. And he's looked and he's looked bad this whole season. So I don't know. I don't know what you do with that. Yeah, I um you know, at first I attributed it to the coaching staff not knowing what they're doing. Um, but as the season goes on, the expectation is that even if you don't got competent, a competent head coach or OC, you at least, as the as a as what we believe is an elite quarterback, can make the audibles and and make the make the changes necessary to at least look decent. Um. Russ performing the way that he has this year, and I'm I'm saying this year because this is the first year that Russ has had, has been bad. But he is making Pete Carroll look like a genius. And Killer, I think you said this a, a long time ago when we was talking about Russ. Like mm-hmm. he is making, and Corey, I think you might have said it too. But he is making Pete Carroll look like a genius because. The fact that Pete Carroll could take Geno Smith, put him in the same system that Russ was in, and Geno Smith can succeed, and Russ is out here first year out of that system and and playing like he is, I, 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 you know, you can only put it on the on the coaching staff for so long. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, you got to at least see some type of improvement, and I, it, it seems like it's getting worse and worse week by week. So I'm still a believer in Russ. I'm a believer that this is an anomaly. But yeah, he 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 looked he looked he looked like shit. I don't I don't know how else to I don't know how else to say it. He looked like shit. Yeah, I mean there were some other places he could have went. Um, I'm gonna bring up the same teams. I mean he could have went to San Francisco. He would have been an automatic starter there. Pittsburgh automatic starter there. Um, Denver wasn't the only option. Who's more disappointing, the Broncos or the Raiders? What's odd is that the Raiders are actually turning this shit around. I just think it may be too late. I would say the Broncos. I would say the Broncos now. Yeah, I would yeah. say yeah. I'll have to just because I, I I've no Russell Wilson to me was a better quarterback than um Derek Carr, and I just thought the Broncos. 
I I thought the Broncos would just look competent, even above competent. Like they they look horrible, and I was not expecting that from them. Just completely unexpected. Out of, out of everybody in that division, the Broncos to me is the most disappointing. Yeah, because I think the um all the Raiders added was Devontae. Uh, did they add anything on defense? Was that Khalil Mack? They added no. No, the Chargers got Khalil Mack. Chargers got Khalil Mack. Okay. Yes, yeah, so they got Khalil Mack along with um the Bo- the one of the Bosa's you don't like. Um, but yeah. Looking at it, I think the only other teams I would have been disappointed in in this, like as far as their record goes, I am disappointed in the Raiders, but the games they lost have been close ones. So it's not like they were just out here getting manhandled. They were losing like four-point games and three-point games. Those could have went the other way, and we'd be talking about them in a totally different fashion. We'd be talking about them the way that people were talking about the New York Giants. So there's a little bit of disappointment in it, but it's not like they've been playing terrible football all year. Like if the, You give the Raiders – this is crazy. You give the Raiders the um, Niners record. And we look at them like a top ten football team because they very well could be seven and four. Like this really has me thinking about the um thinking about the Raiders right now. Like I'm really thinking about this this team right here. Look at the Raiders. As like I said, right now they're four and seven. Won their last two. They could they could possibly make a run to the postseason. I mean. Seven teams get in. They're not mathematically out of it. I mean, the only teams that I think could possibly get in is either going to be the Chargers, Patriots, or the Jets. Um, and right now the Jets hold that seven seed. Um, wow. I mean, there's no chance they make the postseason at this rate, but if they finish this year out nine and seven, third in the division. Can we look at that like it was a bad year? Ask me that question again. Say the Raiders rip off their last five. Unless, um, actually, no, they'd be 10 and 7. Say they finish the year like 9 and 8 or something. Mm-hmm. Finish third in the division. Are we going to look at that like it was a bad year? Yes. So for this team, what was the expectation level? Like the ceiling and the floor. Well, I don't know about y'all, but when you when you leave Aaron Rodgers, because the fact of the matter is you could have stayed in Green Bay and Green Bay would be a much better team right now. Oh, yeah, by a mile. When you leave Aaron Rodgers to go play with your college teammate and then you make comparisons, talk with calling Derek Carr a potential Hall of Famer or whatever the fuck you said. Yeah, he said it was easy to go from one Hall of Fame quarterback to another, uh, yeah. and I was like, I was like, come on, brother, you're doing too much. When you, yeah, when you, when you say some shit like that, yeah, um, the expectation is better than nine and eight. My expectation, I mean, if they if they finish like nine and eight, I guess my personal expectation they'll be right around that line because I had I had the Chiefs. First, and I had the Broncos second. Um, then I think I can't remember if I had the, the Raiders or the Chargers third. I forget. I think I had the Raiders third, but right around Chiefs, there. Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos is what I did. Okay. 
So yeah, I, so for me, like that's kind of where I would that that kind of be in line with where I would see the Raiders, like outside of the playoffs, maybe like on the doorstep, but at the end of the day, like right outside of it. So it'd probably be in line with where I thought they would be. Yeah, and um, I'm not even sure this is apology worthy, but we did have the uh, off the sticks bowl game that got played, which I'm pretty sure y'all like the hell game we're talking about. It was between me and Mike's favorite two quarterbacks. Um, it was between <laughs> Justin Herbert and uh, Kyler Murray. Oh boy! I can honestly say both of them played really well on Sunday. A one-point game that shows how even they are. Hell no! The game came down. To <laughs> Hell, no. It came Hell, down no. Hell no! Hell no! Hell no! Hell no! Hell no! Came down Hell to one. No. Even one my point. ass. Even my ass. Justin Herbert is a better quarterback than Kyler Murray. I'm not saying he was better. I'm saying Justin has to win. Herbert, Justin Herbert is a better quarterback than Kyler Murray. You want to you want to talk about somebody who play like they tuck tail? Come on, yo. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know he do. I'm not defending his play style at all. I was saying he was just winning. He, he had, to this point, has proven in the league more than Justin Herbert would on the winning level. That's all I said. But let's not let's not have this argument for the nineteenth time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> both of us stubborn as shit. Neither one of us are gonna move off of that. So, man, just kind of throw it off target here, man. We we were off on Friday. Thanks. And um. I got a chance to watch some Thanksgiving football. I told y'all the Detroit Lions were good, right? To start the year, I said they were going to be very surprising. I need you to define good. I, I don't know if they good. Uh, they, they were they were better than what anybody else thought they were. Coming into it, a lot of people had them as one of the worst teams in football. I said, no, they're not. They're one of the worst defenses in football. That is it. That offense is electric, and I knew it had to pace that it, it could score at that pace. Because I thought Swift was a top five back coming into the league this year. I mean, I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And um, don't they got one of the St. Brown boys at wide receiver? Yes, they do. Yep. That's why right. he he the, he the nasty one. I mean, they both they, they both they, they, they both nasty, but he's he's the better one. There's Amon Ra and Equinemius. I don't know which one plays for Amin the Bears. Amon Ra plays Amin for Amin Ra. Ra plays for the um for the Lions. Oh, okay. I see well, A yeah. St. Brown on his um on his jerseys. A St. Mm-hmm. Brown. Yeah, which looks like it's describing him more than naming him. A St. Brown. Yeah, what's that? Oh, no, what what is that? I don't know. You see it? I don't know, bro. I think it's a Saint Brown. Like, it's more of a description than a name. That's how it is. I, that's you, how I you you ain't <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But as I as I was saying. Oh, okay. Detroit. Tell me every fiber in your being was like low key starting to pull for Detroit on Thanksgiving. Like I was low key starting to pull for them. Like oh, I was pulling for them. I, I was like, yo, they they could do this shit. <laughs> and then they made Thanksgiving happen by pulling to Detroit. And I was like, damn, 
I was like low key sad about that for like three to four minutes. I was like, damn. Like, Jordan, you okay? Like, yes. I feel bad for Detroit right now. Like I've never, I've never, I've never taken pity on a football team before. But I did that on, I did that on Thursday. I took yeah. pity on them. I feel bad. I was like, damn. And it's not like they lost to a great franchise either. They lost to a team to a franchise that's the playoff equivalent to where they are in the regular season. Just natural born losers. So I'm, I, I'm, I really, really feel bad for them. I was watching that you game. You lost to the better version of yourself. Yeah, I was like. Man, it'd be so awesome if the Lions pulled this out. I know they won't. I know something's gonna happen, and then and, and Buffalo's gonna pull out. But man, I'm really pulling for you, Detroit. But like Detroit was Detroit was one of those teams when we was in college. Like I still remember this to the to the day. Like I came back from um from church, and everyone seen me coming up to the um to the building, getting ready to go get some um get it, take my clothes off, change, and go to the calf. And it was like. Killer Steelers losing to the Browns 28-9. I said, I don't give a shit. Y'all trying to go eat. They're like, really? I said, bro, it's the Browns. And we went eight, started who didn't watch the game. Nah, we got it. And we won that game 35-28. Like, I was unconcerned. Because <laughs> I was like, it's the Browns. That's the that's what the Lions are in the NFC. It's like if you let's say you walk into the house and someone said, Hey bro, Cowboys losing to the Lions right now. He was like, What's the score? It's 35-14. Oh no, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Fuck that. It's seven minutes and forty it's seven minutes and forty eight seconds to go in the third quarter. I'm gonna make a sandwich, bro. We're gonna be okay. And y'all win that game forty two to thirty five or some shit. Like Hell no. That is what that I'm saying that's what happens to Detroit. Like you're not worried about that. I'd Not as much hot. as you would if y'all were down 35-14 to like I'd be, the I'd Eagles be or something. I'd be hotter than the motherfucker. I, I'm, not yo, saying I, you're, I'm not saying you wouldn't be mad. I'm saying you wouldn't be that. I, I honestly wouldn't be that bothered. Like when we were down big to Jacksonville those two times, I was like, hey. Y- y'all want to know something? Y'all want to know something? This, this is really going to make Corey laugh. Corey, no, I hate Anthony Hitchens. You don't oh like too God. many people named Anthony, which is kind of weird to me. I, I can't stand Anthony Hitchens. Anthony Hitchens, Anthony Brown. You just got no love for Anthony. Oh no, Anthony That's Brown weird. ass. No, he's no, he's terrible. No, Mike. Now he warrants Mike's venom. Like he's 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 just a guy. <laughs> Anthony Brown ass. He's one of the he's one of the few Cowboys players. I'm like, yeah, no, Mike. No, he deserves. Yeah. I I knew. See, Killer, you should have never met. It's people you don't name on this show unless you're ready for a rant. Kevin Durant is one of them. Anthony <laughs> Brown is another. <laughs> Anthony Brown. I knew Anthony Brown sucked the minute he got a Pringles chip tattooed on his shoulder. I, I'm telling Anthony Brown should have been cut. Hold on, bro. You ain't gonna speed past like you didn't just say that shit. He got what? A Pringles chip tattooed on his shoulder. That's some Russell Wilson shit. Like, re- and no, 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 no. <sighs> Let me tell you the reason. The reason why he got it. And this was after his rookie year. He got it after his rookie year. The reason why he got that tattoo, according to him, is is because he's always he said he's always going to play with a chip on his shoulder. Well, let me tell you right now, somebody must have ate that motherfucker because <laughs> Anthony Brown is fucking terrible. Anthony Brown is a bottom five cornerback in the whole NFL. 
Oh, bro. God damn. Yeah. Man, you see that catch that uh, I got the receiver. Please, right, Corey, John. please. You talk about the 40-yard catch? Yeah. The 40, the, the, uh, a 44-yard bomb. Anthony Brown didn't even look for the ball until it was until the dude was already over top of him. I'm sitting Damn. up here like I'm sitting up here like if for all of that, push him, pass interference him, do something other than get mossed. Bro, your man's got sexually molested on that catch. I remember what you're talking about, bro. Anthony like, Brown, man. Ugh. Look, let me finish what I was saying about Anthony Hitchens, though. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stand Anthony Hitchens <laughs> when he played for the Cowboys. But you was talking about losing to the Lions. Mm-hmm. I thank the Lord as much as I can. Whenever I see Anthony Hitchens, I thank him and the Lord that he grabbed that tight end's face mask. Because if that tight end would have, if the Lions tight end would have caught that pass when we played them in the playoffs all them years ago, the Lions oh, would have eliminated man. us. The Lions would have eliminated us. Anthony, <laughs> Anthony Hitchens, if he did not grab the face mask before the ball got to him, we would have lost. And guess what? The ref didn't call it. I forgot all about that. Yeah, you're right. If if the, if he would have caught that pass, we would have lost to the Lions in the playoffs. Man, that was. Yeah, you you know that face mask. <laughs> I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. All I you, that play. hey, killer, killer. Look, look. You don't. I don't. Don't Google nothing. Don't don't Google nothing. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put the picture in the Discord for you to look at. All no, I'm 100% you have to, sure I remember all, this play. All you have to type in is Anthony Hitchens face mask. Yo, excuse <laughs> this crumpling sound. I had to go get some gummy bears. Um because this conversation deserves the end of my gummy bear bag. Like it has earned legendary status. I only eat gummy bears on legendary podcast topics, and this is definitely one of them. So you gonna throw this in the Discord, or you gonna throw this in the um in the video chat? Oh, I'm throwing it in the Discord. See, see, that's not a good picture. You can't see Anthony. You can't see Anthony Hitchens' other hand. It's gonna be in the admins. Yup. It's the photo right here. Oh, god damn, boy. He was trying to see in that dude's soul, boy. His whole goddamn hand in that dude's face mask. Look, I thank the Lord he grabbed that face mask. Because if he would have, if the dude would have caught that pass, the Lions would have eliminated us. That would have been Matt Stafford's first playoff win. Is Anthony Hitchens still in the league? I think so. I think so, yeah. I mean, honestly, there ain't but like seven tight ends that people really even talk about in the NFL like that. And I think Pat Fire move just moved into number seven. So, did you play for Steelers? He's a free he's agent. Still, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Anthony Hitchens a free agent. Oh, okay. Anthony Hitchens. Yeah, we were just talking about um Pat Fire move for the Steelers tight end. For oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire move. Yeah, we, yeah, drafted, we drafted him last year. He he had a bomb ass rookie year. As far as tight ends go. Yeah. All right, yo. Look, look. 
before we get to the is he a hall of famer before we get to the um before we get to Corey's update on where on, on the harry potter stuff um yeah odell mm-hmm. beckham oh boy what the hell happened with the plane shit? Does anybody know? Can somebody explain this to me? I literally don't know what the fuck happened. All I know is he was escorted off. Where was sleepy? That's it? Like, they tried to say he was on something. I was like, bro, this motherfucker been working out for NFL teams and interviewing for the last 21 days. This motherfucker tired. Yeah, like, there's no, like, there's no way to say what, like, I mean, basically just saying that he was in and out of consciousness, but like Kill said, he could just be just tired and just it could be much to do it could they be kicked him they him. kicked him off because he was tired well i say he was in our conscious like he was like i try to say he was wigging bro that's what i really trying to say that bro was wigging but i'm like look even if he was in and out of consciousness bitch we only going in the air whether i'm conscious or unconscious it is not going to change the state of that plane fly bitch <laughs> <laughs> Killer, I swear, you are a motherfucker <laughs> we can't take nowhere. <laughs> I mean, no, you got to make it make sense, bro. That's like, okay, I do all the driving in my family, right? My son can't because he too, and my lady just don't. I do all the driving. I mean, at times, it'd be nice if she stays awake. But who the fuck am I to sit there and like, what am I going to do, pull over and let her sleep? Nah, that's not her job. That's not her job to drive a goddamn car. I'm the nigga in the driver's seat. Vroom. Same goddamn concept. I just want to know, did you really just say fly, bitch? Yes. <laughs> fly, bitch. Like, we in the air. Like, me being asleep, uh, bro, as long as I'm in my goddamn seat, buckle the fuck. <laughs> like where exactly does this begin to get egregious like bitch move like I can legit be on every drug that I can find between here and Durham North Carolina and trust me there's a lot I can get on a plane and sit my tall black ass down and buckle in that's all the fuck I need to do I ain't even gonna lie to you killer you tripping how Mike? <laughs> I'm not flying the goddamn plane. I'm endangering no one if I'm unconscious. What am I going to do? Wake up and swing on the bitch? No. I'm just going to foggily come to. <laughs> oh, God. Make it make sense. Well, I can't I can't make anything make sense because I, I asked y'all to update me on what the hell happened. I don't even know what happened. All I saw was Odell Beckham on a plane. And you know what I said when I saw the headline? I said, well... This means he's coming to the Cowboys because you, if you, if you're it, the only way you can come to the Cowboys is if you make controversial headlines. Odell made a controversial headline. He coming to the Cowboys. That's that. That was my reaction. Okay, so apparently this was before takeoff. They came to him to like to fasten his seatbelt, but he was already in and out of consciousness. And so they thought he could be seriously ill. They feared he could be seriously ill and that a five hour flight would make things worse. So that's they they called like the the um, the paramedics and the the fire squad, all those people to just and basically he didn't want to he didn't want to get up because he was tired. And so that's what that's what that was about. 
I don't know what was said in terms of like what he said to them, but that's just that's the gist of it. So I'm trying to figure out like what, like what what's where where's the issue though? Like like thank you. That's what the, the fuck problem? I was saying. I, I think the thing is, I'd like I said, I think for the airlines specifically, I think they're they they just feared for his well being because they didn't know what was going on and the fact that he didn't want to quote unquote cooperate. Which they deny, which Odell's team they deny. But yeah, I don't know. I I I don't, I don't know. I mean, to me, I think at the end of the day, it's much ado about nothing. But who knows? Well, all right. That's well, yeah, that shit, that shit was stupid. Okay, so Killer, you uh, so we gonna we gonna play this OBJ game real quick. Yay! It's gonna be real quick, real quick. So, Killer, where do you think OBJ going? Buffalo would make the most sense. Um, so, you think Buffalo? He can be hidden in Buffalo. I still think Gabe Davis would be number two. I'm saying, but where do you think he's going? I think he's going to Dallas. Okay. Corey, where do you think Odell going? I tell you what, after all this noise, he better come to Dallas. But okay. uh, that's I would say Dallas. Okay. Now. Here's the interesting part. Killer, you mentioned earlier that you don't pay a man for their accomplishments when they haven't done anything for you. Mm-hmm. How much you willing to pay Odell Beckham? They don't give Odell no more than eight if it's for a year, 20 if it's for two. All right, Corey, what about you? I would say... I think he will go on a two-year deal around 20, what Killer said. Would y'all be mad if I said I wanted Odell on a three-year contract? No, because it's not no. like he's terribly old. Bro, it's like, what, 26? Hey, he older than 26. How old is Odell Beckham? I'm going to look that shit up. He gone. Oh, I'm, I'm trying, let, me, let me look it up. Odell was born in 92, so he's 30. He's 30. Um, the reason why is because, like, I, I'm, the, I'm the guy. Like, if if Odell Beckham is playing, it play, is playing real well, and he's back, and and all of that stuff, I don't want to have to face him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I yeah, I feel you on that. I don't, I don't want to have to face him. So, you know, I'm like, okay, well, it's better that he's on my team. The problem is, Corey, for us signing Odell that long, it could be very problematic because C.D. Lamb is eligible for an extension next year. This offseason coming up, C.D. Lamb is eligible for an extension. And he still has year four and year five on his contract to complete. Mm-hmm. So you could be fucking around with C.D.'s money if you sign Odell that long. So would you take C.D. over Odell? That's really what it boils down to. And that answer is hell and yeah. Yeah. You would <laughs> like there's no other way you answer that. You would take CD over Odell. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
I'd have did it the last two years. And also, too, you got to know that as great as Odell is, he's not going to come back as the same Odell that just was like running roughshod over the league. Like he would be more of like a he would be a great situational piece. Like he's not I don't think I don't think if Odell Beckham is your featured wide receiver, I don't think that's going to take you very far. Like you need you need somebody else to lighten the look. Kind of what, what Killer said, like how if you went to Buffalo, you would still have Gabe Davis. So that would kind of, you know, even things out. Like you need another guy with Odell. With Odell at this point in his career, you need another guy that you could feature more heavily on most on most Sundays. So, so of if I had to choose other two, yeah, I would have to take CD over this Odell. Yeah. I mean, now don't get me wrong. If if I'm Odell, I do take a three year deal because having a job and making a little bit of bread and make it incentive laden if you can. Uh, if you are gonna, you know, sign for a major signing bonus, you know, inside of that, you know, inside that bonus structure, make it really incentive laden. Um, give them a games play clause like. If you want this bonus, you gotta play X amount of games. You know, make it a make it something that you can still win as the team and he still gets paid too, kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Um, but at this point, I'm not paying Odell to you know be my number two. I'm paying Odell to just play in a sense. Like make it easier for me to scheme an offense. Like, cause if I put you and is how you put Odell and um uh CD on the same side, have Michael Gallup opposite of them, and go trip. Like you can go three wide, two one, and honestly, you can put any of those three at that point beside each other, and you know you're gonna get some good one on ones, because you have to put a safety over top of wherever CD is, cause you don't want to leave him one on one. You open up Odell. You open up Michael Gallup when you do stuff like that. That's that's why you sign an Odell. And if you can sign him for three years and you spend your first round draft pick on a wide receiver, you can now develop that kid. You can bring him along the same way the Steelers did with um with Antonio Brown. You could bring him along while there's other guys there. And then if he catches fire, you got him and CD on. At this point, CD's paid. You got this guy on a rookie deal, and Odell's money's coming off the books in a year. You straight. I mean, I hear it. I do. Like fiscally, this is a move that Dallas can make. And if I'm um Dak, if money is an issue, I'll restructure my deal because this is a Super Bowl caliber move. From a scheming standpoint, he doesn't even have to be freaking effective. You still game plan for this dude. You got to. You don't just let him get off. Because that's exactly what Cincinnati was doing before he got hurt. Odell was torching their ass. They were, they were giving Odell one-on-ones. I wouldn't even have bothered with Cooper Cup. I would have been planning for this motherfucker. You playing for the explosive guy, not Mr. 117,000 catches 
for eighteen hundred yards. I'm not game planning for that. I, I think I think my hesitation. I think my hesitation is CD Lamb. I don't know if I don't I don't know if CD Lamb is a number one. I really don't. Even I I still don't know. And I know he had an amazing game against the Giants, but I still don't right. know. Right. I'm gonna tell you this. We had that same question a couple of years ago with Juju Smith-Schuster. You, uh, we weren't part of this conversation together, but the Steelers had this same situation with, with Juju, Juju. was not a number one. And I said it the entire said Juju's not a one. He gets off because of Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Keep Antonio happy, please. So what are you saying? Are you saying the same thing about CD? No. I actually think CD can be a one because – CD's in the same situation that Juju was in. See, I think Michael Gallup can be a one because to me, Michael mm. Gallup, to, to me, Michael Gallup, it, he does the exact same things that Amari Cooper did for you, except he shows up in road games too. Did you see the grabs that, that Michael Gallup had in the first half of that Thanksgiving game? Mm-hmm. They, they were, Corey, did you see them grabs? They were spectacular. Mm-hmm. Like, I like, I think Mike, I, I think I prefer Gallup. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I want, and, and I bring that up to say, like, I, I don't want, I don't want CD off the team at all. But I bring that up to say, like, for as much as I want Odell, I don't know if it's worth signing him to a multi-year deal because I don't know if I'm willing to make CD Lamb unhappy. So you put him on a one year deal. Yeah, I mean, but honestly, you put, I, if you put him on a one year deal, signing Odell helps him in space. He's he's but, not gonna see doubles. But if you sign Odell to a one year contract, all you're all you're paying Odell for is for maybe three regular season games, and you hope a deep playoff run. You will be paying him literally for only three games. At this point. Because he because he was signed, it, it's the Cowboys are eight and three, so that's eleven games. There's seventeen games in the season. That means there's six more games. If Odell signs, let's say at the end of this week, because the end of this week is the beginning of December. Let's say he signs at the end of this week. You're not going to play him on Sunday, so that knocks that knocks the six games down to five games. You're not going to play him the week after because he needs time to ramp up. So at so you're plan you, so you might plan to play him for. Four games, maybe, if not four, only three games in a regular season. And then in the playoffs, it's it's hope. In the playoffs, it's hope. You hope that Odell gets to play more games with you because that means you advance in the playoffs. I don't know if I'm willing to pay Odell, what did you say, $8 million for one year? I don't know if I'm willing to pay Odell $8 million for four games. Okay, and a little bit of breaking news. That's two million dollars per game. Hey, got got a little bit of breaking news here. Um, low key off subject, but kind of the blade. Um, UAB, Alabama, Birmingham just um, hired Trent Dilfer, your head coach. Yeah, that ain't no breaking news. They ain't gonna do shit. Yeah, just saying. He's no. That's, that's, that's <laughs> a second. That, no, that's a second. Um. Analyst from ESPN to get hired within the last month. Yeah, 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 sure is. 
That's what the news is for me. Like I said, Deion, I don't give a Deion damn. Deion Sanders, Deion Sanders got an offer from Colorado. Yeah, yeah, if I'm if I'm if I'm him, I, if he leaves Jackson, I mean, do you think what he came to do for HBCU football is really over? I think I think I think black people and HBCU advocates like ourselves have to come to the realization that we we know we have to know that at some point Deion Sanders in in HBCU culture is going to end. He's mm-hmm. going to want he's going to want a a top coaching job. He's going yeah. to want a power conference job. I yeah. mean, that it's it's a part it's a part of growth in a career field. You always want to grow. You always want to advance in your career. The advancement is getting to a power five a power five conference, which means that he's eventually he's going to have to leave Jackson State. I don't know if I will leave Jackson State for Colorado. Mm-mm. It'll have to be an SEC, ACC, Big Twelve, Big Ten. I'm not leaving for a Pac-12 school. And as much barely as, on TV. And as much as as I gave as much shit as I gave Eddie Robinson Jr. when he made that Deion Sanders isn't swag comment, this is what he meant by by saying Deion Sanders isn't swag because Eddie Robinson Jr. he he gonna be he gonna be in the swag he gonna be in the conference. If he's mm-hmm. not if he's not coaching his alma mater, which he's doing right now, he's gonna be coaching another team in the SWAC division. Deion Sanders, the SWAC is a stepping stone for Deion Sanders in his coaching career. And that's what Eddie Robinson meant when he was saying Deion Sanders isn't SWAC. Now, he was wrong to say it considering everything that Deion Sanders has done for that conference. Mm-hmm. But this, but but the translation, this is what he meant. Um, this is this is Eddie Robinson Jr.'s life. The the other coaches, the other coaches in SWAC. This is like they like they live and breathe SWAC. For Deion Sanders, this is a stepping stone. So I think us black people, uh, HBCU alumni, I think we have to come to the realization that like. This is a stepping stone for Deion Sanders. If he leaves, it's gonna suck. But mm-hmm. but while he was here, he did a hell of a fucking job. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. So so I don't, I don't want I don't want to see him leave for Colorado though. I want I want to see him as the head coach of Florida State. He deserves it. And yeah, after the be. season, and it was crazy after the season Norvell had. I don't think that's gonna happen. It's probably not gonna happen. But if he's not gonna be the, the head coach of Florida State, I think that he should. Hey, look, I need to call. I need to make a call to the Texas Longhorns right now. <laughs> get, get Sark the fuck out of there. Get Sark the fuck out. <laughs> Go make an offer to Deion Sanders. Do you know what Deion Sanders? at Texas would do to that program, especially considering the fact that he got he got his his main notoriety for his career for young people is with the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine what that would do for the Texas Longhorn football program? Like, all right, you may think this is going to sound crazy, but when I think about the Dallas Cowboys, the first two people that come to mind for me are Deion Sanders and Michael Irvin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think Emmett or Troy or 
was a star back doors uh, Dorsett comes up every once in a while. What's the other running back y'all had? Herschel Walker. And Herschel Walker. Well, they they come to mind a little bit too. And it's so, a perfect storm because Texas is going to the SEC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. The the biggest football conference there is. So <laughs> um, yeah, that's damn. That's different. Yeah, but I still believe. Deion Sanders should be the head coach of Florida State. Florida State would not be Florida State without Deion. Yeah. Yeah, he brought us the swagger. Not going to deny that. Uh, Real quick, Allen Robinson is out for the season. I don't really think it matters because nope. the Rams, because the Rams suck. suck. Yeah. Um, And maybe next, week, maybe next week we can talk about what the fuck happened to them. Um, uh, Corey, you got the you got the wrestling, you got the wrestling, MMA, boxing, combat sports segment. What's up, man? What's up with the wrestling? Yeah, so this week, so because of the Thanksgiving holiday, this was like not the most eventful stuff happening in combat sports. Although there were Survivor Series this past um, weekend, as we kind of previewed on last week's show. And honestly, like I said, it was centered around the two war games matches, the, win- the uh, women and men's war games matches. And they both kind of played out the way I expected it. The women's match was more action-packed. It, it was more it had more of a violent element to it because they implemented weapons. Um, and they and I would say of the two, the women's matches had more of like a highlight. Like if you were to show like a highlight package to somebody who's never seen a match type like this, majority of the highlights would come from the women's war games match. So. Um, so that kind of played out the way I thought, and the men's match played out the way I thought too, where it was more about the story and less about the actual action in the ring. It was about the story of you no know, Roman Reigns and the bloodline and Sami Zayn. Can you really trust him? Blah blah blah. So, can you trust Sami Zayn? So this is the thing. Like this is one of the most. <laughs> This is one of the most compelling storylines that w, like, and it's it's so organic because the Sami Zayn storyline with the Bloodline is very reminiscent to Steve Urkel when he first appeared on Family Matters. If you remember, Steve Urkel was just supposed to have like a little part, like he yeah, was he, never, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Sami Zayn, like he was only supposed to be like a little part of the story, but like. The people loved him and they loved how his interaction because like he has different interactions with each member of the bloodline. That's what's key. Like he and Jimmy Uso, they are like best friends. He Roman is like a big brother. Are you saying this is in real life? No, no, I'm saying like oh, okay. story. No, no, storyline. Like Roman is like a big brother and Sammy's like a little brother. Jay hates him. Jay is like, okay, I don't like this dude. I don't like the look of his face. I don't think we can trust him. Like, he's not family, right? Who the, who the one that's married to the black girl? That's Jimmy. Jimmy married to the black girl, the black shorty? Yeah, yeah Naomi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, that's, that's, um, he got a good one there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Told y'all before. Oh. That, was, that was my wrestling oh. wife right there. Come on, oh. Jim. So, before Kelly takes us to a whole another direction, let me just say. So, anyway, so the thing about it is, Sami Zayn has like a different relationship with all the members of the bloodline, right? And everybody has pretty much accepted him except Jay. So, Saturday night, 
Sami Zayn sacrifices his best friend or former best friend, Kevin Owens, so that Jay could get the victory for the team. And so when the all is over, all said and done, Sammy hugs everybody, and Jay finally embraces Sami Zayn. So everybody in the bloodline is on one accord, which tells you that somewhere down the line, they're going to break our hearts, and you know a beatdown is coming. You know, I don't know how it's going to look like. I don't know how it's going to, when it's going to happen. But you know, WrestleMania season is, is is upon us. And you know, Sami Zayn has got a beat down in store for him. We just don't know when. And oh, you're talking about by, by, uh, by the bloodline. By yeah. The bloodline. yeah. Yeah. Because like you, they, they've, they, they've, and like, this is one of the rare times where WWE has actually done a storyline right where, to this point, it's it's been very satisfying. Like, they've taken you on a journey, and every step of the journey along the way has made sense. Now we've gotten to the point where everybody's at peace, and everybody has accepted, fa- accepted Sammy into the family. Now you know, okay, what's going to happen? What's Sammy going to do that's going to cause the entire bloodline to just turn on him and beat him down and leave him for dead? Because you know that's coming. And so... They're telling that story very, very well. I think Roman Reigns is doing the best work of his career. Um, The only downside to it is like SmackDown. Like I was telling you, Mike, if you want to watch, if you want to get back into WWE, Raw is the better show, but SmackDown has the better storyline. The problem is Roman is not there every week, and it's basically just like the Bloodline show. It's like their segment and everything else you can just skip. But, uh, But anyway, yeah, Survivor Series, it was a good show. Um... The War Games matches were very good. I'm pretty sure it will become an annual tradition. And But anybody who's never seen a War Games match, I probably would not suggest watching the Survivor Series, um, the one this past weekend. But like, if you have Peacock, go on the, uh, the WWE section of Peacock. They have a War Games um, tab, a section that you can watch previous War Games. My favorite is the 1992 version. To me, that's the best one ever. So if you have any time, anybody out there listening, Check that out on Peacock, the 1992 uh, War Games. But, yeah, that's pretty much all that happened this week um, due to Thanksgiving. So that's pretty much it. All right. So I got questions. This is and this is this is I'm not trying. I don't want to sound like a hater. Um, How the fuck did Roman Reigns become like this tribal chief dude? How the okay. fuck did that happen? OK, so right Right when COVID hit, right, he was he was still going around the big dog shield. Anyway, so I don't know if y'all know this, but Roman Reigns, you know, he's he's battled leukemia. So yeah, right, he had cancer. Yeah, right. So when COVID hit, you know, he's immunocompromised. So like he went away. So that so that was March of 2020. They were building up Roman Reigns to face Goldberg at WrestleMania. Then like COVID hit, and like Roman was like, no, you know what? I'm immunocompromised. I don't want to take that chance. So he was gone from March till he came back in late August. He came back SummerSlam. So late August, he came back. And he came back with new teeth and a new advocate in Paul Heyman. And basically, it's just like the Roman Reigns before, like it no longer existed. And he just became the tribal chief. And he's with Heyman and he's a heel. And now, 
slowly but surely he brought along his family like jay was the first one to kind of fall in line then jimmy you know and, and all this stuff now they got solo sokoa who is the, like a the legit blood brother of the usos like the usos have a younger brother solo sokoa who's now the, the enforcer of the bloodline but like it just kind of like COVID hit and it just like forced Rome, well not forced Rome, but it allowed roman to completely just change his character like everything to do with the shield like it's just over and done like he's just reinvented himself so but when, when but the bloodline that they're talking about is the noah family yeah the, yeah uh, the anawaii family oh is that how you pronounce it yeah okay um pronounce that one more time anawaii okay so i need y'all to pay attention real quick y'all can read this on the screen what? Just wait three seconds. What? <laughs> what? Wait, what? Not not true, but tribe. Jesus Christ. <laughs> when I heard that, that's when I that's when I was like, that sounds like he said this, and now now Sammy Zane makes way more sense. Uh <laughs> <laughs> okay all right <laughs> so the reason why i asked that the reason why i asked that is because like you say it's the the, the name is pronounced anawaii i'm yeah. a whitey cory how you pronounce it <laughs> anawaii <laughs> Anawaii. Okay. <gasps> oh shit. So the reason why I asked, the reason why I asked is because I'm I'm trying to figure out how he became the leader. Is it just because he's the biggest guy? Is it because he's the heavyweight? So okay, so basically. So the elders, right? They 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 did they did this whole thing. The elders. Basically, his the father. Who- who about his, who were the yeah. elders? So his, his no, I mean, well, I guess technically, but like, so even above Rikishi, so there was to be like, so there was a tag team in the seventies and eighties called the Wild Samoans. I remember them. It was Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns' actual father, who's who went by Sika, and his uncle Afa. Right, Afa. Afa. By the way, Afa actually trained uh, Batista. By the way, so that's Batista. But anyway. Alpha and Sika, the Wild Samoans, they are in in the WWE lore. They are the elders of the bloodline. Right, right, right. And the elders they bestowed upon Roman Reigns to be the head of the table. That's where the head of the table moniker came from. He is the head of the table. Meaning, since The Rock is away doing movies, we need somebody in the wrestling business to 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 carry on the family bloodline. That's Roman. We choose you. You are the one. So he became the chosen one. In that this motherfucker ain't Pikachu overnight. So, so when The Rock makes his once his every once in a while appearance, Roman Reigns is not the head of the table for that episode. I'm assuming. And see, that's and that's why people say when Roman and Rock, if they wrestle, the title doesn't need to be associated because now you have you have someone in The Rock who can walk in and say, "Oh, hold on, like." I'm the rock. Like you, you're doing great, but you're not the head of the table. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a, a very easy, easy story to tell. And that's and the an rock, the rock is uh is still a part-time wrestler, correct? Or did uh, he retire? He never a 
officially retired. Like, like if he were to come back, like he would come back for the Roman Reigns match. I'm, I'm, I'm positive of that. Like he would, he would do that. He would do that one match, and that that could be. I could see that being his last match, like his official last match. But he would come back and and do that match for sure. And they would give Roman Reigns the win. You would have to. They would, yeah. They would have to give Roman Reigns the win. That's why that that's why I don't want The Rock to come back to come back for that. Like. I think it should be understood when the rock come back, my nigga sit the fuck down. <laughs> like, like, like I'm, Yo, I'm dead, I'm dead serious. But think, think, think about that. Like, that's an easy, natural story. Like, it is. It is. And like, obviously, like, obviously, like Roman, like toe to toe, tit for tat. Roman can't go toe to toe with the rock. But oh, hell Roman. no. But what mm-hmm. I'm, but what I'm saying is like Roman would have some interesting, interesting things to say. Like, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of back and forth they could, they could do on the microphone. That will make you. Oh, he's got a point. Oh, he's got a point. Like it. it yeah. It would be a great. Has some telling. pretty. He has some pretty decent mic skills. I'm not saying he's anywhere near the rock, but he's pretty good on mic. Oh no, no, he's not bad. He's not bad at all on the mic. No, he's not bad at he's, all. He's bad on facial expressions. <laughs> Corey, you know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. That stupid ass face that look at instead of AJ Styles. I'm like, bro, get it. Yeah. Now the one thing I hate, the one thing I hated that I'm glad Roman stopped because when they were doing the pandemic, they were doing it in front of empty, empty arenas, whatnot. Like he would do monologues in the middle of a match, like it's a community theater. Like bro, like we don't need to do all that. Like chill out. We don't, we don't like we understand. There's no crowd. We get it, but you don't, you don't need to, you don't need to do no, no five minute monologues in the middle of a match. Like we good on that. So I told but, you yeah. I'm the best in this company. Punch. Eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we good on Roman that. Reigns back then had Russell Wilson energy. That, that look, that's that's why I wanted to ask because I'm, because you know with 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 wrestling, everything to me goes back to the Rock. Everything, the Rock and Stone Cold, everything goes back to them. So I'm sitting here trying to figure out. How, if The Rock is still alive, and he is, how this man is at the quote-unquote head of the table? Like, the head of the table is, like, is still present. Like This motherfucker yeah. a substitute teacher. <laughs> like, that. like, The Rock can be gone for three years straight. When he come back, it is his show. Yeah, that yo. one episode is his show. He like mm-hmm. a daddy that got locked up and then got out. That's what The Rock is. He and went so to jail, daddy. He was daddy in jail, but stepdaddy came in and filled the role for a little bit because there's no bills and stuff. And right, then as soon as he came home, level. now as soon as he <laughs> soon, soon as he got out of jail, they kicked stepdaddy out. This 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 dude is this dude is stepdaddy. That but yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm like this whole tribal chief head of the table thing. It's cool and everything, but I don't know how you can be the head of the table if your elder can come back any show he want and the whole episode be about his return. Yeah, it would be like like it would make it would make for great stories because now you could you could divide the family like you got half the family say no rock we love you and appreciate you but roman is like see you gotta understand wrestling wwe like that and for the for that family that's the family business you know what i mean so it's like rock we appreciate you but you left you want to do your own thing that's cool but now roman 
Roman is the guy. Roman is running the family business. So you could see how half the family would side with Roman and half the family would side with The Rock. But the most important thing, though, as a fan, regardless of if we think Roman is really that dude over The Rock, we know that Roman Reigns believes he is. And that's the key. That's the key to telling the story. If we believe that he believes he's really that dude, now you can you can do some very fun things and tell interesting stories. So and if and if I'm correct, The Rock is Roman Reigns' older older cousin, correct? Yeah, yeah. the cousin. Yeah. And the Usos are brothers with uh with the new dude. Solo. Solo, oh, solo's yeah. nice too. I like solo. And, and, and Rikishi is they daddy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and and Rikishi is Rikishi is the Rock and Roman's uncle. No, Rikishi uh, is the Rock's cousin. Cousin. Okay, so Rikishi, Roman Reigns, and the Rock are on the same line in the family tree. Yeah, yeah. I know one thing. Because of that family, WWE ain't going out of business no time soon. Hell no. no when, uh-uh. Not when 85% of the men in your family have been getting paid by these motherfuckers. Uh, I'm pretty sure they, they, as soon as they pop out, they're like, how old is he? That, that, it, that makes it, it that, that makes he it. Is he done playing college football yet? That, that makes it even more unbelievable. That makes it even more unbelievable that, um, remember when there was the time period in WWE where it was like you had to choose between WCW and WWE? The Monday Night Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and, and remember remember what what was it? What was it? Uh it wasn't the Nation of Domination. Was it the Association? What what the fuck was the it name? It was the Nation of Domination, the Ministry of Darkness. No, um, but they were the trying corporation. to get they were trying to get the rock to convert to WCW and the rock ended up announcing oh, that was the, the alliance. alliance. The alliance, that's what it was. The alliance, because Booker T was with the alliance, and I think Shane McMahon was with the alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, Stone yeah, Cold, and, yeah, and they would nah, Stone Cold was not with the alliance, was he? Yeah, he, he did. Was. Yeah, he did. Really? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I told you now that the Attitude Era and Monday Night Wars and then oh, the exactly. Invasion Angle, those I was all over those. Yeah, um, that was two thousand one. But yeah, like they was trying to get The Rock to join the alliance, and The Rock was like, he's staying with WWE. Fuck out of here, and me. When I learned about the family, I'm like, oh, well, that was a no-brainer. We all should have known that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Um, all right. What's what, me, Austin? Real quick, Nate Diaz <laughs> is no longer on a UFC roster. He has filled out his contract uh, His contract obligations. Is he still Is he going to fight anymore? Is he going to Bellator? Do you know anything about that? Man, Nate Diaz need to sit down. Yeah, he, he needs to he's sit too all strong. the way down. Yeah, like, I don't, like, I, like, I'm a Nate Diaz fan, but I don't need to see him fight anymore. Like nope. I, I don't need to see him. Man. Like, he good. Like if if he, hey, if he wants to start his own company, I'm all for that. But I don't want to see him fight anymore. I mean, if he goes anywhere at this point, I believe it's gonna be Bellator. Um, it's kind of like the spot you go to on your way out. It's the MLS of soccer. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you go, it's, you go to the. It's, it's the, the ML. Oh my bad. It's the MLS of uh of combat sports. Yeah. Like you, you go there to collect the check. It's still okay in the way of competition. You're definitely not the biggest show in town, but if someone gave you people tickets, you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Dwight Howard averaging 40, 38 rebounds and 12 assists over in Taiwan. But you take <laughs> him to the NBA, he averaging 7, 7, and 2. 
Bro, you'd be yeah. lucky to get that seven, dog, because have you seen this man shoot free throws? He looks like a permanent video game glitch. Dwight I cannot Ho- get over that, bro. Dwight <laughs> Howard was shooting threes in Taiwan. <laughs> that man, look, look, he probably the tallest player in the whole damn league. Dude, he the only one in the league with shoulders. Let's be 100% honest. Jesus Christ. Kelly, you <laughs> took it way too far. No, I'm, name the last. When the, when the last big Chinese person you've seen? Even the sumo yeah, dudes I mean, ain't got no shoulders. He ain't got no damn shoulders. <laughs> I mean, Yao Ming ain't nothing but a Chinese Kevin Durant without the jump shot. Jesus Christ. Oh, All right, man. Uh, Corey, you said you got the Izzy Hall of Famer, right? Oh, yeah. I got it. Let me pull them up. Uh, uh, while he's doing that, I got I got something that's on the Greek side of things. Y'all heard about Fantasia becoming a row? I did not. I I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. I don't I don't I don't want to talk nothing about the SG Rose. No, I'm just saying it, it happened. This is something that happened. Well, good good Damn. good for good for her if that's what she wanted to do. What's yeah. she up to? I haven't heard a whole lot. Fan, of Fantasia. She, she got a, she, she got a gospel family. singer. No. R&B. No, she's a gospel singer. She might have a gospel album. I just remember she won American Idol. Yeah, yeah. See, in North Carolina, we remember her for something a little bit different. Oh, oh, oh. What y'all remember right. her for? Sex tapes? Nah, I wish. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> the, the, the alienation of love um, charge that she caught for messing with that girl husband. Nah, you said it all conspicuous, like, oh, yeah, we know her for something else down here. Yeah, like, that's what we did. That, <laughs> bro, if you're from North Carolina and someone bring a Fantasia, that's the first fucking thing you think about. It is not American Idol. Oh boy! Because I'll be honest with you, in this state, they they pugged on um, Clay Aiken weird ass more than they did her, and she was better by a mile. This motherfucker lost. Yeah, I can't wait till we get to the Izzy Hall of Fame. I feel I'm like ready, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about this. I feel like I'm gonna get it right. All right, I got one for y'all. Let's go. All right, All right so we stick with football. This player is a defensive back, a retired defensive back. He is uh, a three-time Super Bowl champion, four first-team All-Pros, five-time Pro Bowler. Over his career, he amassed 1,350 tackles, 23 picks, two defensive touchdowns, 17 forced fumbles, 11 fumble recoveries, and 11 quarterback sacks. Is he a Hall of Famer? Let me see. He played. Thirteen years. Thirteen years. How many teams? He played 13 years? Yep. He played for one team. One team for 13 years? Mm-hmm. Has three Super Bowls? Mm-hmm. Want to make this any easier? So he was a defensive back. Yeah, yeah, Corey, you want to make? Do you want to make this any easier? Because I already know who you're talking about. I know. I Mike pulled Dale this too, up for, he played for pulled, Dallas Cowboys. I use this guy for a reason. He, okay. Woods. Uh, all right. Uh, Killer, are you locking in your answer? It's Darren Woodson, bro. Okay. Ain't too many DBs got three I, rings. I just want to point out. I just want to point out that this person. I don't. I don't know how many. I don't know if y'all know this or not. This person is my all-time favorite 
cowboy. I fucking knew who it was. This <laughs> person, this person, is the reason why I love the safety position more than any other position on the football field. The man is Darren Woodson of the Dallas Cowboys. He should have been in the Hall of Fame. He is absolutely a Hall of Famer. It is honestly a tragedy, and uh, and quite frankly, it's a snub that the NFL has not put him or Nate Newton in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, that it's definitely Darren Woodson, and he is absolutely a Hall of Famer. That's why I bring it up, because, like, how in the world has he had to wait so long to get into, to even make it to, like, I think he's only, he's only made it to the semifinal round. Yep. Like, how is that, how is that, like, why? Yep. Yep. To me, he's a no-brainer Hall of Famer. It, he, he's he, one of the it's, top. And... It's a no-brainer that he is a Hall of Famer, but six days ago, he was named as a semifinalist for the Hall of Fame again alongside DeMarcus Ware, two Cowboy legends. I don't care what anybody says. DeMarcus Ware is a Cowboys legend, not a Broncos legend. He is a Cowboys legend. Um, yeah. D- Darren Woodson should have been in the Hall of Fame. Um there was never a point, there was never a time period in Darren Woodson's career where he was not a top five safety in the league. Even all, in his old age, he was wrong. All 13 years, he was a top five safety in the league. If you don't mm-hmm. believe me, you better go ask somebody older than me because I'm not lying to you. They can ask my old ass. Um, Yeah, this man's a Hall of Famer through and through. There's not too many safeties if I was like, Building a defense, I would pick before him. And the ones that I would, you know, the no-brainer Hall of Famers, the Ed Reeds, the Troys. Um, I'm not even sure there's any guys playing right now I would put over him. Like, do you would you put Charles Woods in that safety or I personally corner? I would put him at, at corner, corner too. Okay, what about um, Rod Woodson? You play him at safety or corner? Safety. That's tough, man. Because he did both. He did both. He like he was a because he was a lockdown for the Steelers. He was a lock for the yes. See that that's when I think of Rod Woodson, I think of corner for the Steelers. But I know he had great. Yeah, I know he had great years. And he played safety great years also. with the um with safety with the Raiders. So yeah. and and that you know and this one team I can't fucking stand is the Raiders because for some reason we keep losing to these. Side the point. Yeah. You see like how the marker of great you have to be for me to put you ahead of Darren Woodson? I've only gotten to and I had to ask for two people by positions because they played both. Darren Damwell could have played linebacker and honestly yeah. might have been better there, but y'all were so goddamn deep <laughs> at linebacker yeah. that you almost had to play him at safety. I'm going to tell you right now. He could have most- been Michael Parsons. One of the most underrated, one of the most underrated um, defensive backs, one of the one of the most underrated defensive back uh, tandems was Darren Woodson and George Teague. Oh, George Teague was nice. George George now George Teague was nice. George Teague was not Hall of Fame nice, but George Teague was nice. 
Um, George Teague, for those of you who don't know, is the motherfucker who knocked Terrell Owens off of the star when Terrell Owens was playing for the 49ers. That that was George Teague. Um, him and Darren Woodson, that they was that was a pretty nice that was a pretty nice duo. Mm-hmm. And don't get started when you talk about Darren Woodson lined up. On the same side that Deion Sanders was covering, you was not throwing. Over there. You was not throwing over there. That you was not. You was not throwing over <laughs> there with Darren Woodson and Deion Sanders. <clears throat> that was a cardinal sin. That was a card. <clears throat> if you threw the ball on the side that because it's like if if Deion somehow slipped in coverage, which was rare. And the dude caught the ball. Them Darren was baptizing. Yeah, Darren was Darren was ending careers. Yeah, that man was at that bitch changing majors. You hear me? And 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 a lot of people don't know this, but the interceptions, but some of the interceptions that Dion got was be was uh, because, and I said some of them, not all, but some of the interceptions that Dion got in Dallas. Is because Darren Woodson would sit back in center field and receivers would know it and they would alligator arm the pass. They was not trying to get hit. No. Nope. Like Darren Wood Darren Woodson should absolutely be in the Hall of Fame. And it's kind of crazy that he ain't been in there. It, it it really is. Honestly, it's a it's a few safeties. Like the NFL don't value safeties. It's a few that should have been in there. Cam Chancellor, like we did him before, he should mm-hmm. be in there. Um, it's a it's a few safeties that really that and, and and here's the here's the crazy thing and this this is what got what I got pissed off last year about Leroy Glover is in, not a Hall of Famer. He, no, he got inducted into the Hall of Fame last year before Darren Woodson. Yes, Leroy yeah. Glover of the Green Bay Packers got inducted last year. Darren, I, Woodson, I think Darren Woodson, I think Leroy did not Glover, get the I think Dallas Cowboys, but that's just me. Like, oh, not Leroy Glover. I think it's Leroy Butler. Leroy Butler. Oh, Leroy Butler. Yeah, Leroy Butler. Leroy well, Butler. Someone smacked the shit out of that Hall of Fame committee. Leroy Butler. And I'm not saying he was a bum, but Leroy Butler was nowhere near as good as Darren Woodson. And right. he got in the Hall of Fame, and Darren Woodson still ain't in there. Yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. That's crazy. Um... I say try to throw on what's that safety for the Pats? Um, we talked about him before. Oh, Rodney uh, Harrison? No, nah, not Rodney Harrison. Rodney Lloyd Malloy, Hall of Famer. Not Lloyd Malloy. He was a corner. Oh. Um, what's that boy name? It was uh, Troy Vincent. Troy Vincent. Oh, yeah, Troy yeah. Vincent. Troy Vincent. He ain't no Hall of Famer. No, I'm he saying he better not be. No, I'm a. I'm gonna tap his name real quick because he's on the. Troy the, um, Vincent. Yeah, Troy Vincent is on the top interceptions list. He has 47 for his career. Yeah, I mean, that's great and everything, but Troy Vincent Troy Vincent is to me to me at least. I wouldn't put him in the Hall of Fame personally. It ain't nothing against him. He was a good player, but yeah. Um, I think he, he played in a lot of games. It tapered off toward the end of his career, of course, but that's something that just happens. Um, sacks only had five and a half tackles. Didn't have a lot. Well, they weren't tracking his solo tackles. They started tracking in the year 2000. They didn't do none of that from 92 to 99. That's 
Okay, yeah, he's not a Hall of Famer. He's a he's in the Hall of Fame for the Philadelphia Eagles, Eagles. but not for the but not for the NFL. All right, he's in the the little Ring of Honor thing. Yeah, yeah, Mm. which they just put Hugh Douglas in there and uh the other dude um shit um I can't think of his name. Bro, if that if they put Hugh Douglas in there, they might as well go ahead and just throw Jonathan Babbin in there right now because they're the same two motherfuckers. Like he don't got to do nothing else for the remainder of his career, and he should get in because of that pick. Well, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, that goes back to prove my damn point about the Philadelphia Eagles once again. How are um, you surrounded by this much and this much greatness and winning, and don't understand how to do it? And it's because you guys don't know how to pick players. It was Hugh Douglas and somebody. Freddie Mitchell. Some somebody else. Uh, they made Freddie Mitchell a number one receiver, Mike. Look, man, Freddie Mitchell some shit. They, they, they filled out their depth chart. <laughs> Freddie Mitchell some shit. Filled out their depth chart. That was Freddie Mitchell number one. Hugh Douglas and Trent Cole. Oh yeah, Trent Cole. Yeah. Okay, they got in. Eagles Hall of Fame. Okay, you know what? I can I can see Trent Cole. Hugh Douglas was nice was nice for Philly. Brent Man. Selleck, maybe. Yeah, thank you. Like somebody who who I know like the fan base is at least gonna be like like you can at least get eighty five percent of the fan base to be like, I remember that guy. Hugh yeah. Douglas sound like a mid car wrestler, bro. Making his way to the ring, weighing in at two hundred and twenty five pounds, Hugh. Douglas. Hey, That's what the fuck he sounds like. Y'all, would y'all put Dallas Clark in the Hall of Fame? No. Dallas uh, That was Peyton Manning's go-to tight end. Yeah. Yeah, but no. I don't know, I, man. I, that's like that's a borderline. I think I would have needed two more years. Let me take a look at his numbers because they might be kind of gaudy because of what they were doing. I mean, Dallas he played 10 Clark. years. That's not... Typically for a tight end, that's not long enough, but I can... See what he did. Let me ask you. Uh, this this might be a controversial one. What about? Uh, it probably won't happen no time soon. But Earl Thomas. I put Earl Thomas in the Hall yeah. of Fame. Earl Thomas was the leader of the Legion of Boom. Yeah. Like it, it was not the Legion of Boom without Earl Thomas. Yeah. Um. And I put him in the Hall of Fame simply because he flipped off the whole Seattle bench when he got injured. That's a savage ass move. Mike, when you look at Dallas Clark, you only had three good years. I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame. Okay, I was just asking. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Oh seven. I'm not saying I would either. I was just saying he was paying man and go to guy. Nah, not with these receiving numbers. I'm like, saying he only had three years when he caught over 75 passes. Yo, y'all should see Shaq trying to ride this unicycle. This man about to bust his ass. <laughs> Mike, Mike, what the fuck are you watching? YouTube or TV? No, I'm watching Inside the NBA. What game are you watching? On TNT. What game were you watching? Because this is like the, a million o'clock out. The Clippers, the Clippers just beat Portland. Did I pick that on my on my player shit so I can get the VC for that? Mm. I think I did. I think I picked that game. Oh, I forgot you could do that. I haven't I haven't done that in so long on 2K. Pick like the real games. Mm-hmm. I haven't you done can that. Play, you, can so play them, man. You, you can play them, man. You can pick them for wins. And if you pick the right one, I just always go pick for correct. You get 100 VC for every correct pick. I've gotten the same. I got VC for the same picks three weeks in a row. I just been getting 800 free VC every time, every day I walk up to that thing. 
And I hit the jackpot two days in a row for 5,000 VC. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. I think 2K want to keep me playing because I've been playing Pokemon too damn much. <laughs> Say what you want. I'm Pokemon champion after a week. That's including two days where I couldn't play the Switch because you know, I'm an active father. All right. This is our welcome back show. It's been a while since y'all got a chance to hear our sultry voices. And we appreciate y'all rocking with us for this long, yo, for real, for real. And guys, let y'all know we did gain another listener tonight. It was one of my Time friends. out. Hmm? Time out. Hmm? Corey, what's up with Harry Potter? Oh, shit. Oh, good time. Yeah. Good time. So I've gone through all of my. I have to watch Deathly Hollows Part 2. Um, and I'm gonna rewatch Deathly Hollows Part One. Hopefully, I'll be able to do that. You watch them back to back. I'm I'm gonna try to do that um, by the game show. That that's my plan anyway. I just got I've just gotten so busy. Um, but yeah, so I've I've seen all of them except that one. I would say so far, Half Blood Prince is my favorite. Okay, I will go. I say I think that's my favorite. Then I think Goblin Fires too. That was the one I picked. Half Blood Prince. So I think that's definitely because there's a lot of stuff went down. Like y'all right, a lot of stuff went down in that one. Shocking, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so when you get to Deathly Hallows Part Two, you're going to be even more shocked. It does not end. Mm-hmm. Um. So okay, so you got number six is your favorite. Number four as your second favorite. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the the series overall? Because you're near the finish line now. So what do you think? What do you think about the series overall? I think that they they tell the story. The story is very linear and progressive. Like the 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 um, the spells and the curses that you see in like the Sorcerer's Stone. Like by the time you get to like where I am now, Deathly Hollows Part One, it's like just amplified. It's like more intricate there's more it's, it's like it's like you're it's almost like you're progressing in the school with the characters you know what i'm saying like right like, you know so that that's that's very cool that's very good very good um storytelling and that, uh, and that was the, that was the thing that was the that that's the reason why i'm addicted to harry potter now the way that i am is like when the when the harry potter jk jk uh rowling did a good Rowling, however you pronounce her name, she did a, I think it's Rowling, J.K. Rowling, she did a good job, like, she did a good job with how she set the movies up, what she, like, when you, like, when you realize, like, when you sit down and think about it, she took a, she took one age group of people, which happened to be our age group, she took one age group of people, and when we was around 11, 12 years old, Harry Potter was 11, 12 years old in his first year at Hogwarts. When the second movie came out, our age group matched their age group. When the third one, our age group matched their age group. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, like we got to grow with the story. You know, so I think... Yeah. I think like, So I think that was, like, genius. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it was crazy. Me and my wife's first date was going to see um, the second... Um, not the second movie, but uh, Deathly Hollows Part Two. That was our first date. So, so yeah, but yeah, nah, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you, glad you enjoying it, man. It, that 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 progression is real, yo. So yeah. compare, so compare it to, so I've always said like, 
Harry Potter to me is the greatest movie series ever made. I know there's Star Wars. Um, there's some other ones. Um, the main comparison that Harry Potter gets is Star Wars because of how the Star Wars series is ongoing and ongoing and ongoing, just like Harry Potter was. Mm. Which one do you prefer? Between Harry Potter and Star Wars? Yeah. Harry Potter, because Star Wars, the original, like the, I think, I know I'm going to but the episodes, I think they, I think Four, they, five, they, or six. Yeah. Like, those were good movies, and I especially like The Empire Strikes Back. But mm-hmm. after that, like, after that, those initial three, it's kind of like, kind of falls off me. Oh, then I do like the, 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 um, the newer ones too, but like, the original is like my favorite set of Star Wars movies. But after that, it kind of like, uh, doesn't hit quite the same. Harry Potter, it's like, it, each movie progresses like to another level. Like, even though, like, like I said, my favorite is six. You know, then after six is four, it's still like, okay, I have to watch five. I have to I have to see how five sets up six. And I see, okay, I see how the Order of the Phoenix is very important to the story arc mm-hmm. that they're trying to tell. And so, like from like I said, from a story progression standpoint, I would say Harry Potter, and this is without me seeing like how it ends, but like I would prefer Harry Potter to Star Wars. Uh, like to me, like I said, it just progresses better to me, and it like it, it's it's it grips me a little bit more. And like I said, man, they they hooked me with the Sorcerer's Stone because I was like, yo, man, this is Home Alone. Yo, this is, <laughs> this is Home Alone. <laughs> yo, real shit, it is very Home Alone. Here's, here's the crazy thing. Here's the crazy thing. It doesn't end after the last movie because mm-hmm. Fantastic Beast is the prequel to Harry to Potter. All of that. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. So, Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic Beasts is... Okay, so... It's like 500 years before? Um, 200 oh, years? No, 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 no. Like, it's not 500. It's, it's not 500. It's not 500. It's, it might, it might like be... 50? No, no, no. It might be, it might be something. It might be something like 100, like 100 years before, something like yeah. that. I, I know it, it might, it's might like... Be 200 years. Yeah, but, I know it's a time ago, but... As far as the wizarding world goes, it's not a ton of time. It might not even be a hundred. It might not even be a, a hundred years. Uh, yeah, before. I'm, I'm saying that because of Dumbledore is the reason I'm saying that. No, right. You're talking about because of how Dumbledore looks, but you got to remember, fan, like Corey, you just you just saw Half Blood Prince, right? Mm-hmm. It there. It I, I, I want to say it was in six. There is a scene in one of the Harry Potter movies where. The where the textbook that they're using is called Fantastic Beast, and where to find the, the, mm. the book was written by by Newt Scamander, mm-hmm. and that was the te- that's a that's the textbook that was that was one of the textbooks that they were using at Hogwarts. Mm. Well, the Fantastic it's referenced is referenced in the, the first book. The, the Fantastic Beast series, the Fantastic Beast series is the is when you you like you you learn who Newt Scamander is, and then you realize like the textbook that Harry and Ron and Hermione were using in that class was written by Newt Scamander based on the events that are happening in the Fantastic Beast movies. Mm. Wow. So yeah, so 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 what's happening in the Fantastic Beast movies? Uh, the main character is, is this guy named Newt Scamander. Um, he's essentially the Harry Potter of that of that, that series. 
his experiences with these creatures, he he jots them down and he writes them down and he writes a book. Hogwarts uses his book as a textbook to teach the students about the different magical beasts. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, so 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 it's not like a it's not like a it's not like a what's it's not like a what's happening at Hogwarts before Harry gets there. It's a it's a what's happening in the magical world before you even learn, before you even know about Harry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's when it like like in Fantastic Beasts, you learn that okay, the the British school, the British magical school is called Hogwarts, but the American magical school is called Ilvermorny. So like there, so like like Hogwarts is set in London, but like Ilvermorny is in the US. Mm. And so like you start to learn a little bit about like the different, like the different magical, the different magical schools and like the different locales and stuff like that. Like it's real uh it's real deep it's detail oriented. Like kind of like the Travers of Tournament introduced you to three other schools. Keep in mind the American school was not in that movie. Yeah, the American school wasn't in that movie. So like mm-hmm. so like um you said Goblet of Fire was like your second one. So like you remember um you remember like th- those little flamingo looking girls, right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so they were from like some magical school somewhere, I forgot where. And then like Victor Crumb and his boys, they was from That's like Russia. Yeah, like yeah, some like some, some mm-hmm. Russian magical school or something like that. So like there's all of these different magical schools or whatever with like with Fantastic Beasts, like you learn a little bit about the American magical school and you know it, it's it's real detail oriented. Like you like you know who Bellatrix Lestrange is, right? Yeah, that crazy woman. Yeah. Bro, she's grungy and sexy though. Why she why she you don't know whether to you don't know whether to like lay her down or give her a bath first. Like, she but see, she has but to see, kill my man's though, man. Yeah, it's serious, I yeah, man. And, serious and the thing is and the thing is serious and Bellatrix is cousins. Mm-hmm. Oh um, wow. yeah, they they cousins. Like if if you remember if you remember Order of the Phoenix, the fifth movie, Harry Harry was at Sirius Black's house mm-hmm. and they had the family tree on the wall. And 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 um and what you call it Bellatrix that Bellatrix Lestrange, her her picture was blacked out, but her name was on there. Like oh, there, wow. they, yeah, Bellatrix Bellatrix Lestrange, her maiden name is Black. She married into the Lestrange family. Oh okay. Yeah. Damn. Um. And and here's the thing: in Fantastic Beast, Newt Scamander is in is like head over heels over this girl named Lita Lestrange. So, so you start to you start to like hear these family names and start to put stuff together. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah. So, Man. so yeah, and that's what I'm saying. After you finish, after you finish uh, seven part one and part two, mm-hmm. you still ain't done. You gotta like you gotta then you gotta look at the Fantastic Beast movies and the Fantastic Beast movies. You can find them all on HBO Max. Yeah, and Crimes Against um, Grindelwald, I think it was. So there's Fantastic Beasts and where there's fantastic. The first one is Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. The second one is Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindel of, of Grindelwald. Um, and then the third one is Fantastic Beasts and the Secrets of Dumbledore. 
Oh wow! Yeah. Damn. Yeah. All right. It's like a whole universe, dog. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like wild, a whole. Dog. It's like it's a whole deep. universe. Like like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. Yeah. yeah Hey, that's good shit though. That's good shit though. I can't wait till you finish the seven, the seven, uh, the seven part one and part two. Did you watch any of the sevens yet? Yeah, so I watched I watched part one. Okay, but uh, I'm gonna rewatch part one, um, so I can uh, so I can have a clear, uh, so I can remember everything when I go into part two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, like I said, th- that was those were the ones that honestly you need to watch them back to back because they legit pick up right where they leave off. Yeah, and to me, I can't watch the first one without watching the second one back to back because the first one is the seven part one is boring to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'm not the only one that felt yeah, that way. Yeah, seven part one is <laughs> seven part one was boring to me. It was but part two, but part like, two ties it's it like boil, It's like boiling water, but you cut it on high automatically. It'll yeah. still take a little minute to get hot because I gotta get hot, but once it do. Yeah, but that be blue. She's going, bro. <laughs> hey, here's the here's the wild shit. Here's the wild analogy, Jordan. Here's the wild shit. When Deathly Hallows Part Two came out, or like on release day, and the mm-hmm. movie theaters were packed, they showed Part One and Part Two together. People were in the movie theater for seven hours. Man. That's a work shift, guys. Dog, <laughs> dog. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, man. So you said you're gonna be done by the gaming show. Yeah, my that's my plan to have it to finish it all by the gaming show. All right, yep. that's what's up. That's what's up. Yep. All right, so on Friday we're gonna check back in. It's gonna be the first thing I ask. First, <laughs> first joint. First joint. Yep. But all right, Killer. We we all right. You can take us out now. My bad. Yeah. So oh, like as I was saying, we did gain a listener tonight. Um. One of my one of my friends from high school just picked on um, just you know texting back and forth, told him about the um told them about the uh, the show. It's I sent the link, and they instantly started talking shit to me. So yeah, they they know how off the wall I can be. So they definitely gonna be flaming the fuck out of me. But hey, we look, definitely need well, to listen. Well, shout out to the friend from high school, man. Appreciate the love and support. Definitely. And of course, we appreciate all of y'all listening right now as well. Like we appreciate y'all so much for real, for real. Um, our reach is starting to expand a little bit from the conversations that we had. Um, we're looking now, I think, you know, we're starting to get more congruent with our listeners and our um, and the downloads is coming. So we really appreciate y'all like listening in and shit like that. Like that. That's like. Because I don't think a lot of people really understand exactly what it sacrificed to make this thing happen. My black ass got to be up at six in the morning. It is damn near two. And Shit. I do weatherization. And I got to be up living. at seven. Yeah, see, I do weatherization for a living. My big ass is in crawl spaces and attics. <laughs> and for those of y'all who don't know, Mike, tell them how big, like, if I say I'm 6'3, 250, it, it sounds big, but it don't, they don't understand how. Fucking large my body is. He's six six three two fifty with bad knees. They they know that. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can you can hear the torn ACL in my. Oh voice. gosh, Killer said, "I'm tired of being a sitter." Yo, what's that creaking? Oh, that's just Killer's knees. Don't worry. It's just his knees. His knees <laughs> popping. Hey, hey, look, they ain't that bad no more. Now it's really my back. And that's just because of age. ACL oh god, stretched man. out rubber band. Hey, kill, do some stretches, man. That, like, let, let me tell you something, man. Back pain ain't no joke, bro. Yeah, I'm that not trying to hold no on to that joke. at all. No, no, seriously, it's not a joke. 
But, yeah, it, it's just like the no, it's like bad lumbar support kind of shit. So that's gonna be taken care of because yeah. we're about to fit this house the fuck out. All but, right, um, man. We, but yeah, we like I said, we we really yeah, we really do yeah. appreciate y'all. I mean, y'all got any last words? Uh, I love and appreciate everybody for the support, man. I love doing this, you know, with my boys, man. Y'all, everybody listen to this, you know, stay safe, stay healthy, you know. It's the holidays, you you know, just love yourself, treat yourself, just know that everything's going to be all right, man. Everything's going to be all right. Just take it one day at a time. Just do the best you can do. That's it. My last words are continue to be great, continue to be positive, to continue to be nice, to continue to be nice, continue to be considerate, even if it's to the ops. Um, fuck those people who who take advantage of your kindness or who consider your kindness a weakness. Uh, just so everybody is firmly aware that is a subliminal message for a particular person. I won't say their name, but that is a subliminal message for a particular person. But that's also a good message for everybody else. Fuck people who are trying to take advantage of you. And for the person who that's a subliminal message to, fuck you. Hogan, we're coming for you, nigga. <laughs> I swear to God, bro, I, I did not like want to fuck up that moment, but I could not let that one go. <laughs> like every part of my brain was saying, "Kill it, don't, kill it, don't, kill it." That's exactly what my brain did as that thought was coming out my mouth. Yeah, I, I think I feel like y'all can. Oh, I, I, I knew exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Hey. Fuck them. <laughs> and I and I don't feel bad about saying it. Fuck them. Hey, <sighs> hey man, you a businessman in the day? You feel me? Facts. Um, final words here. God damn it! Alabama, I'm about to say, did your mic go out? What the nah, fuck? Nah, I wanted to. I wanted to say this. College football playoff committee. Do the right thing. That's all the fuck I ask. And we will be watching closely. Yeah, yeah, we. I mean, very closely because I, I want to. If this happens, I want to hear how this bullshit even is justifiable. All right, killer, we getting out of here. Don't go on a rant. I can't, bro. I can't. Just do the right thing. That goes across the board for everybody. Do the right thing, Spike Lee movie. But all the way, man. Love y'all. We about this thing. We out. Peace. See you.